Okay, good evening, good day, good morning, good whatever the time of day it is for you. Welcome back to the Laws and Lala podcast, episode 21, We're Legal in America. Uh, <laughs> so, as it stands at the moment, it's me and Dolph. Uh, Lala, hey, we're back in term time, we're back in school um, days, so I, I don't expect her to be here. If she can make it, she can make it, she'll pop in. Um, but... <clears throat> As always, we keep the podcast going. Um, I also am kind of ill, so if I do sound very coffee and throaty still, it's just because I still haven't really got over it from last time. <laughs> so, um, shall we... Uh... Let's have a pre-ramble before we start. Yeah. Or, so, you? Um, yeah, we can have oh. a pre-ramble. I mean, I've just... Oh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for, for me. Yeah. Um, most of the things I've got that are coming up uh, will be there. Um, one of my pre-ramble things that pisses me off is people who don't clean up their dog muck. Oh, yeah. I I have to, like, dodge taking the boy to school in the morning, all this dog shit that people don't move. It's like, I really wish they'd crack down on those. Yeah, I remember reading about someone a while back. Um, I can't actually think of the country it was, but they... Basically, any person who owns a dog, they get a um, take a blood sample of the dog and they record the owner's details online on a database. Yeah. And they have someone who goes around the streets on a regular basis. If there's any dog muck, they'll take a sample back and clean it up, see which it belong, which dog it belongs to, and then the owner gets a bill through the door. Nice. I, that is something we should do here. I mean, all right, so it's a massive expenditure of money, but fuck, would that stop people doing that when they get a bill through the door for like 80 quid? Like you didn't clean up your shit on this road on this day. Uh, here's eighty pound fine. Don't do it again. <coughs> Excuse me. But then um, that could also lead them to being very nefarious and throwing the dog shit over like walls and stuff. But then people report it, it's like, well, that's not my dog shit. Well, it's, 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 well the neighbor says it's your dog, so yeah. Um, it's kind of like akin to you know just tagging your pet so they can find the owner kind of thing, but it's. On a more molecular scale. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, nothing lies. Like DNA. Comes, yeah, when it comes to DNA, it doesn't lie. Uh, so right, let's we get on with the topics that we've got for the for the podcast. Okay, first one is the thirty three percent discount. This is at my place. The company I work for, they routinely send out little deals, kind of thing. But there's always a small print that says, you know, can't be used of other offers. Blah blah blah. So that puts out a good two-thirds of our, of our menu off limits to discounts. Oh, like so, beer and a burger and stuff like that. Yeah, beer and a burger, two meals for X amount, or sandwich chips drink meal for X amount, or, you know, yeah. two courses on seniors for X amount, that kind of thing. So they went, they went to come pay, and they queried why the bill had gone up by about, I think it's like 650 Yeah. As I said, well, if you check the, I said the, the terms and conditions state that you can't use this discount with another offer. And it says, where does it say that? It says, terms and conditions. She's like, doesn't say in the terms. Oh, yeah. I said, well, you can pay as it is, and it'll be cheaper, or you can put your discount on and make it about six pound more. It's up to you. And she says, well, you should. She's like, you should have said to me when I ordered that, you know, if I use my discount, it'll be more. I said, you didn't show your discount at the bar, so I had no idea. Hmm. So I was like, don't try to push this one on me. You know, if you said you got a discount, I would have turned you at the till. Yeah, you, you can only use it. You can you can use it on items that aren't part of a deal. So we have a 
meals. There's a section of meals that say you can have any of these two for X amount. Oh, and that's what she did. Mix, you can mix and match, or you can have one from that one and say, like, get a steak, because they don't conflict with just don't conflict with a um, deal. Yeah. But, you know, she didn't read the T's and C's like we all do <laughs> most times. And, yeah, she ended up settling for the total bill of £6.50 less the discount. So, as I said, you can, you're more than welcome to use this by the end of the, end of the week because we have the discount going on until the end of the month. And, you know, just you can use it then. Just don't use it with um, other offers because it's so in the terms and conditions. They're not going to give you a discount on top of a deal. Cause, no, no one's going to go, hey, you know what you can do with your discount? <laughs> have an extra yeah. discount. Yeah, the company work for are not on that nice. Come on. Well, it's like us. Um, we get a lot of camera. The ca- the campaign for real ale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they come in and they're like, "Oh, do you take camera discount cards?" And they go, and we just go, "No." They go, "Why not?" You're a real ale pub. And it's like, yeah, we have a beer of the week that is a uh, universal for everybody, regardless mm. of their uh, affiliation to camera or not. We basically have this running all the time, and that way everybody benefits from it, rather than it being an exclusive thing oh, and you should see some of them pull their fucking noses up like, we don't put like shit beer on beer of the week either we put good beer on beer of the week and they just get really narky about it yeah we've only started recently doing the camera as well for ales but it's only like a 10% only, so, discount though it's not it's not much at all really no but it's if you got like a beer that costs like 350 that's 35p off it's kind of like all the difference if you think about it it's like 10 of those and you've got another plank yeah if you can stay stand, if you can stay standing after them <laughs> Well, usually anything that's three pound fifty is on a guest ale. Four, four and a half to five percent usually. Yeah, on a guest ale for us, it's like five plus. Uh, well, for, no, three twenty-three, uh, about four point three to four point six percent on a on a our brewery one, the one that uh, has like our brewery that run the business. There's mm. the highest on theirs is three thirty three forty-five. Mm. Mm. That one place we did have a guest ale, I think it was IPA Reserve, had a guest ale in our bar. Yeah. And I can't remember the percentage of that, but I think it was like close to 385. Uh, we have sold. I beer, think um, uh, I think IPA Reserve was, is it 5 and a half, 6%? I actually yeah. can't remember. We have, we have sold one that was like 9%, and that was like £4 a pint. Oof. Because it was we just have, like we, we, we couldn't sell it cheaper. Yeah, you know, we did a bellhead from Black a while back. That yeah. was nice. But they're going to like a dark ale. Uh, do you see? I'm, I'm. This is where like the pub thing for me. It was real ales go. I don't mind real ales. I just don't like dark ones or really hoppy ones. I'm a middle of the road kind of guy. So you're more um, mahogany kind of thing. Mid-point. Yeah, like bitters. Um, like uh, Everard's Sun Chaser, for instance. Pale, really refreshing. Not overly hoppy. Really nice. So we're talking kind of. Um... Speckled hen kind of thing, or lower. I don't know. I've never tried speckled hen to be honest. And to me, that is a cheap beer. Speckled hen is not quite. It's not really hoppy. It's quite. Um... I probably would like it, but it's just like I said. I, I'm not a, a big fan of overly malty or um, roasted kind of stuff when it comes to beer. Yeah, I've only tried the Belgian black ones or twice, but I don't know. I don't mind a dark ale, but then again, I like my stouts. So plus the quality like of uh, real ales in our town are so varied I'll drink lager when I go out so I, usually go, I usually drink Guinness or I just go to the soft drinks because yeah, it's, it's easy you, to... you, can, you, can tell, you can tell how good a pub is by how well they keep their ales yeah and to be fair there are some places in town that don't keep their ales well and no. there was um, 
one of the places I used to work for in town back when I was like in my twenties. Uh, so it's a good fourteen years ago at this point. Uh, my friend Bob, she used to work there as well. That's how I met her. Uh, yeah. Like we both worked in this one place, and we went back for a reunion. I ordered a pint of Carling, and it looked like orange juice. Oh. I know. And it's just like oh. And then I said, "Well, can I change it for something else?" And they gave me a pint of Amstel. It was the same. Means not done their lines. Oh no, they hadn't been done for a fucking while. And certainly so meant I mean, to do them every week at the least, uh, well, at the most distance apart. It depends whether or not you got those uh, little devices on the lines, the little. Well, even so, uh, if with those you can get away about for every three weeks, but you have to do it on the third week. Mm. Well, no, they you, you, are meant, you are meant to do them every week, especially the ales. Yeah, like with the um, with the ultrasonic emitter line pipeline cleanup tube things, it basically goes around the pipe lines and it just basically emits ultrasonic waves to stop it building up in the line. Yeah, well, either way, it, it'd not be enough for fucking donkeys. Mm. It's it, no, you don't, you don't get that kind of build up in a pint without there being serious lack of fucking cleaning going on. But um, speaking of pub, yep. <laughs> The red cap and ankle lock. So, uh, like I said, January is meant to be the quiet fucking month for pub trade. It's not been that quiet for us. And Christmas is meant to be when you get the knobs. But You would think. but For the entirety of this thing, there's going to be the group of people and red cap for this story. I thought um, GDPR kind of thing, data protection thing. Well, it's just like, if anyone from work listens to it, I could probably get in trouble for talking about this in more detail than I'm going to do. So I'm going to be vague about it just because... Um, in case someone's listening. Well, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just not... It's, mm. it's, an, it's, an, it's an entertaining story, but it's not a story that I can go into great detail about because it makes the, the pub look bad. But that's the thing, yeah. never, this shit never happens. This is probably the third scuffle fight thing we've had about four weeks isn't it four or five uh, weeks well no like this that's like the most where it's come to blows in about a year oof and that the last time it happened was at a funeral oh god and that was understandable yeah. but yeah because emotions were high but this this mm. one this one was over a fucking pint of carling uh. so red cap He's in with uh, his friend and this older guy. Um, and his pint goes on the floor. Now, at first he seems alright with it. So we just think, oh, it's just fallen off the thing. We, ha- we always joke that there's a ghost of um, the manager's dad and he just keeps knocking pints off. Because after he died, a couple of months after, shit started happening like that. Things had just come off the tables for no reason. And we'd watch them back on camera, and there'd be like no no one touching anything. It'd be perfectly in the middle of the table, and it'd just slide all the way off slowly. Hmm. And it's like there's no input to make this thing move. And we were wondering if that had happened, but we didn't say anything because you know this guy he looked a bit chavvy and a bit of a, a knob, as it turned out. Um, and I went back behind the bar, and then the next thing I know. I've got one of the bar staff who works with me, who's above me. She's like a, a management kind of... Uh, she, well, she's a supervisor to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looks at me as if to say, I need you over here. And I'm serving this one guy, and I'm like, 
All right, I'm nodding at him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish serving the guy. Come round to walk up to him. And the next thing I know, everything just erupts. Redcap goes at the uh, the older gentleman that he was without with, that he was out with. Knocks over a group of people that stood arguing with him. Um, and it ends up he's on the floor with the older guy on top of him, screaming, "I'm going to fucking kill him." One of the regulars jumps in and like holds the the guy back so he physically can't hit him. I try and break it up best I can, but it's just not happening. I'm getting swung at as a like backhanded and stuff as I'm trying to break it up because I'm the only guy that's on at this point. Um, the boss had gone out for a smoke on his little uh, vape tooty thing. Um, yeah. So by the time he came back, it had already been separated and stuff. But um, what had happened was, when he was on the floor, he started kicking out of people. So I grabbed hold of his little, like, ankle and put him in an ankle lock, the guy who was on the floor, red cap. And I got one of the regulars. I said, yo, dude. And it's like, what? It's like, come here, grab his other foot. And it's like, what? And it's like, when your mate makes him let go, we're dragging him out. And as soon as like he got his lock released off him, my fucking Siri just kicked off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just me and him both dragged him out and he's like I'm like you're fucking leaving grabbed him by the scruff of his shoulder and he goes I need me out I need me out and one of the other regulars like threw his hat at him and goes there's your hat and I went right you're fucking going I picked him up the landlady, uh, landlord's mother had come down who's she's worked in pubs for years she knows how to deal with this sort of shit she's come up she's helping me bundle this guy towards the door and my boss walks back in and we just throw him at him the boss throws him out the door I walk out behind him to make sure everything's fine. And I literally just walk out behind him and I just went to my boss and went, he needs to fuck off right now. And um, it turns out later on, the reason why it all erupted, which I didn't see, is he went for a girl who was arguing with him about the fact that he said that she knocked his drink over. £3.45's worth of alcohol he was fighting for. He didn't hit her, did he? He went for her. That's why it all kicked off. He oh, went to go for her, and the older guy stepped in and just fucking grabbed him and lamped him. Damn. And then, then it all went all to the floor. But, um... Red Cap is super barred. And, but he was like, oh, I come in all the time. I've come in hundreds of times. Blah, 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 blah. The next time I see him... Because he was asking about me, because I've seen him a couple of times before. I, I have recognised the face. Um... And I always thought he was a bit of a knob then, but now I've got proof that he's a knob. So when he comes back yeah. in again, if he comes in on my shift and the boss isn't around, I'm just like, you're super barred. And he goes, what do you mean? It's like, you started a fucking fight. Get out before I throw you out. And just march him out the fucking door. Because we don't need that sort of shit. We're, we're a family-focus-centric pub. We let the pub across the road have all the fights and the fucking stupid. But it yes. seems like even they can't keep their audience at the moment because we're getting them. It's it's just so odd. It's like the pubs around us seem to be doing worse, and we're doing better, but we get all the knobs as well. Yeah, because the other pubs in the area don't want them, so they're going to, they're going pub to pub to find out where they can go. Then they get more from those pubs. Well, it's not necessarily that. It's like the crowd that you expect to go in who, and they would be like arsy and blah blah, and they would handbag each other. Um, they would be all right in the pub across the road because that's the sort of crowd they are. 
they're a bit rough and ready. But they, they don't seem to fight because all of them know that if they do, like, they're going to incur the wrath of the landlord who's... It's going to just slap the shit out of them. And yeah. it would erupt like the whole place would fight. It's not just a couple of people. The whole fucking place would fight. So... No. And we get their knobheads come across, and it's just like, no. No. I, like, I'm getting into it where I'm throwing people out and stuff. That fight was one of those ones I knew I couldn't stop it. I just had to postpone it long enough where we could get a couple of regulars who knew to help me out, if anything kicked off, to come to in intervene. and help me intervene. Basically, I was just trying to stop them from like hitting each other and trying to break them up. But even I couldn't stop that. And it was one of those things I, I'd been sore for like a week afterwards because I pulled something trying to prise them apart at one point. <laughs> so this this whole thing was just like, fuck's sake. So if you think uh, bar work is boring, mundane, and there's fuck all going on, and that we have the easiest job in the world, wait until you have some drunk twat kick off about a pint of calling. Oh, I bet something stupid. Oh, yeah, and it's just like they fucking go to war, and everyone who gets in the way gets knocked over. It's it's just, yeah, it's beyond stupid. It's, it's one of those things where, you know this all too well, people shouldn't fucking bother, really. I don't know why they bother arguing with stuff. Like, it's a pint of calling. It was £3.45. You're arguing about £3.45, you've got bigger problems in your world than the fucking pound of calling. But uh, that's my rant about twats in January in the pub. I'll be honest, though, when, when I read the um, topic, I, I wasn't thinking of I wasn't thinking along the literal ankle lock. I was thinking more of like those little ankle tag thing to police bomb people. Oh no no that's no! Lock. I had him. I, I had him by the ankle, and I, I lifted his leg <laughs> as high up as I could so he couldn't kick anymore. Because as soon as I lifted his bum slightly off, he couldn't use his other leg to kick because he was trying to keep himself stable and trying to fend off this guy who was trying to punch him. Mm. So I didn't think realise it was a literal ankle lock. So, yeah, but that, that was it. It was one of those things... <coughs> I had to talk about it because it was just one of those annoying kind of... Just say, off your chest kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's a bar life thing. It's annoying. It's one of those things where, where people are like, oh, should have performed my pine. You, you don't have a fucking problem. It's the easiest fucking job in the world. Really isn't when you have people like that. Mm-hmm. People who think um, thirty seconds is five minutes. Oh, yeah, I've stood here ten minutes, mate. I watched you walk through the door less than a minute ago. Uh, I've said to someone, "I've been there. You've been there ten minutes. You've been there ten minutes. Yeah. Well, if you've been there ten minutes, he's been there half an hour. So you still got to wait because you've just walked in. He's been there ten minutes. So get in line and wait. Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. People, are like, oh, do I go drink or what? Like, no, if you carry on like that, and it's like what? And it's like. I won't fucking drink, so I'll shut your mouth and wait. I have been quite rude to people before, and they look at me going out, and I'm like, no, shut up. I've even gone, like, with the little fingers, like, the the closing the hand together. Like, shh. Shut up, and wait your turn. Mm. And I've had daggers from people. And they're like, I'll get to you when you're ready. And then I just turn everyone else on the bar staff and say, don't serve my will. And then I, I serve my customers, and go over to them and right, sir, what can I get you? And then they're just like, well, I want this, this, and this, please. And then they really, really try not to be a dick to me because they know that I'm the only one serving them. Because I make a big point of, like, just whispering in everyone's ear, and then everyone ignores him until I get to him two minutes later. 
Or my manager comes across and serves them. And then if he starts yeah. kicking off with the manager, it's like, well, you, you weren't next. And he was right to tell you to shut up because you were being rude. But yeah, he's like, you expect that around about Christmas, uh, bank holidays, New Year, because that's when all the people who've got money and have the weekend off go, oh, I'm going to get shit-faced because I don't work Monday. And it just brings out all the bellends. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the fucking, fucking Facebook. Facebook <laughs> so I don't know if anyone's seen it who's listening, but there's this um, Facebook riddle going around. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone because I have to say it specifically because JB gave me an answer, then gave me an explanation, but the explanation's not based on this riddle. Because the way this riddle is, it's the way it's worded. The way it's worded. worded. The way it's worded. Before the bullshit part of this riddle, um, it's not what you call it. It's not that. Fuck me. Where is it? I'm looking for it now. I, I know I shared it. Uh, see if I can find it. I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to do it with um without a thumb because I've got a plasma. So it's gonna be a bit difficult. Um, hang on. I think. Ah, here it is. Found it. So, the riddle is: It's seven a.m. You are asleep, and there is a knock on the door. Behind you are. Uh, behind the door are your parents who have come to have breakfast. In your fridge are bre- bread, milk, pasteurised in brackets, uh, juice, and a jar of jam. To answer, what will you open first? Answer directly through private message only. So, what is the answer? <laughs> what would you say would the answer be? Well, before I say the answer, I'm more intrigued that the there had to be was very very specific with the milk. It had to be pasteurized, not semi skimmed or full fat. Well, as my manager slash best mate wrote in the comments of this, uh, who the fuck puts bread in the fridge? The only time I put bread in the fridge if I'm putting something kind of sandwich for tomorrow, wrapped in foil. That's the only time I put it in the fridge, but not a whole life. Yeah, definitely not. So, the. Um... The way this is worded, you'd naturally think your eyes, which is the correct answer. But because at the bottom they went, what will they open first? Answer directly through private messenger. Apparently, messenger is the answer <laughs> in this instance. Now, the reason why I said that JB had a bit of a, a, a thing about this and he got it wrong. It doesn't say you're awake in this at all. It says you are asleep. And then you you suddenly hear a knock at the door. So you're still asleep. So what would be the first thing you do upon hearing a knock at the door is you wake up. So you open your eyes. Hmm. So See, that's what I thought. But People are like, know. oh, you open the door for your parents is like another popular one. It's like, but you don't. Because you have to wake up first. It never states you're awake in the riddle. 
So therefore, the most logical answer is you'd wake up, so you'd open your eyes. Because that's how you wake up, you open your eyes. By putting the thing, I said the answer is bullshit, and you'll all get it wrong, by the way. Only one so person got it right. Nuts. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, only one person got it right, and I think they probably already had this message um, sent somewhere else, and they got it. But yeah, it's just it's like all the things, because this is the thing. With riddles, they're never specific about items unless they're red herrings. Yeah. So behind the door, the door is a red herring. Uh, the fridge is a red herring. Bread, milk, juice, and jam, all red herrings. They're just there as filler to make you think about other things. You are asleep, and there is a sudden knock at the door. That is a statement, not telling you what is there. Because it's like, behind the door is your parents. So parents. Behind the door. So... It, how how riddles are traditionally in the past is they give you a look at what it is and they tell you pretty much the answer but then they have like a convoluted wrap around them of misleading items or misleading things it, 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 it reminds me of the bus, the bus drop riddle actually in a sense go on well I'm not going to go into great detail but it basically starts on saying you are a bus driver and then it goes on saying, you start your shift, you pick up five people, then drop off two. Next stop in the town, you pick up 36 and drop off seven. It goes on and on and on. And it goes at the end. After, and at the end of the shift, they go home. What's the name of the bus driver? And people are like, what? You. You're the, yeah. you're the bus driver. Because it starts off as you are the bus driver. That's the thing. It's like, it gives you the information, but then because of all the convoluted extra... Because it- because all the yeah, you know, all the bullshit that comes after it, it throws throws it off. Yeah, it it will put you um off because you are then thinking about, well, what would you open the first? Would you open the door first? You mean your parents are there? But would you open the fridge first? How do you know all this stuff's in the fridge? And it's like, no, you open your fucking eyes because you need to do that. It's kind of like a mental sleight of hand, in a sense. It? It, it is. That's what riddles are. They're a nice mental sleight of hand. You have to think around the problem, and the problem being, there's all these items and stuff that you have to eliminate. Um. So, like the the issue I had with JB about that one was because he, um, tried to explain that it was. Let me find the fucking thing. Um, it wouldn't work because you wake up from. What is it? It, it yeah, it wouldn't because you would wake up from a knock at the door, and not already. Have opened your eyes. People don't wake up with their eyes closed. You do. Because <laughs> you open your eyes and you're awake. But, um, as I said, so what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Open your eyes. And then he replied with, But well, by waking up, you've already done that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that the probably the two acceptable answers for that riddle would be. Waking up or opening your eyes because it was the first that you do them together. Yeah. So some people yawn as they wake, open their eyes. Yeah, but naturally, when you wake up, you open your eyes. Unless you're a blind person, but even then, do you, do blind people open their eyes? This is super like ter- sketchy territory here, by the way. So I'm not going to mm. touch on that one too much. But yeah, hmm. 
So, um, yeah, that was the bullshit fucking riddle that went around Facebook a week or two back. Really annoying, um, because logically, I think me and several other people were like, that, it's, 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 it's your eyes. And then to get told you were wrong was just like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> so Yeah, I got that. Mm. I was like, no, it's your fucking eyes. Yeah. That's why I had to have like a stupid picture when I reposted it. But the, the funny thing as well, some people who got it wrong also answered it in the comments <laughs> and then posted their Facebook profile picture as the, the daft one I picked. Not reposted the <laughs> riddle with it. So, it was like, not only didn't they read the riddle properly, they didn't read the instructions to the riddle either. And that kind of worries me for people. Like, you didn't read this right. You also didn't read this right. And it's like, holy shit. It's almost like terms and conditions, isn't it? <laughs> no, we have the terms and conditions. Yeah. Uh, next one, I believe, was... Um... Lalit's, so we'll jump on to your yep. next one. Uh, I have been your... messaged by Lalit, she cannot make it tonight. Okay, well, um, I, I keep this for next week then. Busy. Yeah, I thought she'd be, she'd be busy, so. Just hope it's not another rope runner, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Lalit's rope runner sections, what's this? Your thoughts on the Magnum PI. Alright, so, me and my best mate watched Magnum PI when we were younger. And Tom Selleck, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Bad guy comes back from um, Vietnam War, becomes a private detective uh, in the 80s and um, lives with a, a snooty British guy who has these two dogs with a Rottweilers called Zeus and Apollo. And they hate uh, Magnum with like an absolute passion, but it's funny. Uh, he drives around in a Ferrari all the time. He wears Hawaiian shirts. Mm. Um, it was just like pure eighties, just awesome. It's kind of like the A Team in style. And um, the, this like new version, <clears throat> they cast an Asian guy. I think an Asian guy. I think he's Asian. He's or Latino. I, I, I actually don't know. This is where I'm going to get, like, hate for it, probably. But he's a, of an ethnic persuasion. <clears throat> um, it's set modern day um, after they were tortured in Iraq and captured in Iraq for a bit. The four... Three of the four main characters are all war veterans. <clears throat> I don't right. think it was that way in the originals, show. I think it was just Magnum. Um... Higgins, the snooty British guy, is now a snooty British girl. He used to be ex MI6. The dogs are the same, though. <laughs> and in the first episode, they write off two Ferraris. They just say, this is not going to be how we do this anymore. Including the classic Magnum 80s uh, Ferrari, which they dump off a cliff. And I'm just like, you're kind of shitting on the heritage of the 80s one. But I can also kind of see them trying to update it for a modern audience. <clears throat> but in doing so, it's not Magnum. It's not Magnum that I watched as a kid. It's a different story completely, just with like different characters. It's kind of like a what-if kind of story. An alternate reality is what I'm using it as. I've watched the second episode. 
not much better. There's already kind of like grooming a love interest between the British female character and Magnum. And it's just like, don't do it. You're going to kill it. People are going to hate it if it carries on like this. But yeah, I, I don't know. I wanted to like it more. And I came away with a solid meh on it. So yeah. I don't know. I'm going to give it like to the end of the first season and then find out if it gets cancelled or not. Because I think it will get cancelled just because the source material is so fucking good that um, it's going to struggle to keep up with it. Because everyone's going to be like, well, Tom Selleck did it better. And um, yeah, I think they're going to struggle. So we'll move on to the next topic. So Ghostbusters, specifically Ghostbusters 2, is getting a movie sequel. Ooh. Is it going to have, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, is it Rick Moranis in it? I'm going to confuse a completely different one. No, that is, that is the original two Ghostbusters. He was in those. <clears throat> but basically, what? Uh, why did I hear that? Why did I hear that? I'm in streamer mode. Why that's did that phone. make a noise? Sorry. That's, my, that's my other phone. All right. My phone's on loud. <laughs> Sorry. It's the uh, only, only way I can have it without vibrating. <laughs> So, I was going to say, fuck, my brain just went dead. Um, so, yeah. It's written by Ivan Reitman before he died. And his son, Jason Reitman. Ivan Reitman, by the way, was Egon in the in the very first two films. Mm. Uh, he was also in the Ghostbusters game, along with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. That was potentially what they said at the time, the third film. Because they didn't think they were going to make a third film. So, they said this was the third film, the game. But because right. of the absolute shitstorm of the all-female cast and that, they've kind of just said, yeah, no, that's an alternate reality. This, this isn't really uh, the Ghostbusters you know and love. It's not their world. And the trailer for the, the teaser trailer for the Ghostbusters film has this barn in the middle of a field. Uh, under dust covers is Ecto-1. There's the occasional like sound of a, a proton pack charging up and a discharge every now and again, and it was just it's just hype, it's just fucking hype, and they've got an official Twitter, um, it's real, it is confirmed, it's not like a, a fan f- uh, made thing because people thought it was a fan made thing to start off with, until it was confirmed that it's being written by this guy and it's coming out next year, um. And from what they've said, the original cast will be returning. Now, good. I don't know if that means like uh, Rick Moranis and <clears throat> Sigourney Weaver will return, but definitely Bill Murray should. Um, the guy who played Winston should. Dan Aykroyd should. And it'll be if it's especially if it's written like the first two, it should be really fucking funny. And them being older and it being more modern day, I think it'll just be hilarious just to watch them struggle with like today's um, version of ghosts and ghostbusting. Because everyone will have like Facebook and camcorders and stuff, so social media will be around. And just how they deal with that, I think will be funny. Because they'll be like, we're old men, how the fuck do we Facebook? But I, I'm I'm like really, really happy about it. Because for me, uh, Ghostbusters was the two films in the uh, cartoon series when I was a kid. 
the real Ghostbusters. You've got to remember that. Ned Slimer is like the office pet. The the green blob yeah. thing. The green blob yeah. thing. So that was really cool. I enjoyed that. Um, so for me to hear that it's coming back and I mean the, the female Ghostbusters film wasn't bad but it's not what the audience wanted. And that was where the problem was. They were releasing <clears throat> something saying, you want this? And the audience went, fuck no we don't. If you had like a mixed cast of Ghostbusters with some of the old cast returning, that would have worked better. But because you went, no, it's all, all female. It fucking died. But I think also said in the original source material for the um, all female trailers was like, oh, like so many years ago, four people saved the world from ghosts and stuff. And it's like, and now four more people will save the world from ghosts. This is like, okay. But the, like the Ghostbusters one they've done now, they've not said that there's a return or anything. They've just showed you the original Ecto-1 and then some proton-packed noises and stuff from the original films, like misfiring and stuff. And it's just like, that works because of nostalgia. Now, people say mm. that everyone's catching too much on nostalgia these days. But if they do it correctly, it will be a really good fucking film. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for that. That's the thing, though. If you subtract from an old film what made the film great and not add it into a modernization, you basically just don't really bring the soul forward with it. Hmm. Well, it's like the Star Wars films. They did well because they brought back the old characters as like a, a background ensemble cast in the mm. films. So, like, Luke, Han, and Leia all appear in the films because they're there to nod and, like, pass on the story sort of thing, because they're old. They admit yeah. they're old in the film. They say that, well, we can help you the best we can. So they're still there, like Gears of War 4. Uh, With, um... Marcus Phoenix. And he appears. Uh, Cole appears, uh, but he... Was, was, there, was there one called Dom as well, was it? I can't remember. Oh, no, uh, Rip Dom, Gears of War 3. Rest in peace. And I never played three, so I unfortunately didn't know that. Yeah, he uh, he finds his wife in two, and then oh. all the way through three, he's just an emotional wreck. And they get into a no-win situation in Gears of War three, where spoiler alert, I've already spoiled it. It's a ten-year-old <laughs> game at this point. Fuck's sake, what are you doing not playing the game? Because everyone thinks that Gears <laughs> of War is a chest eye, man, big man beat chest. Yes, we good. <laughs> um, fucking thing. It's really not. It's got a lot of heart to it, and like the squad that they're in, Delta Squad, Dom, uh, Anya, Marcus is on a off girlfriend, um, yeah. and I can't remember the the Australian lad who was Claudia Black from, uh, who was known for like Farscape and uh, later seasons of Stargate SG One. She was, mm. um, a voice actor for the other girl, Sam, I think it is. Yeah. And they're on like this petrol station where there's emulsion, which is like the, the fuel source, which they found out mutates people and is uh, like a virus parasite thing. Kind of like the flood, but uh, a living substance. Yeah. Um, and they're like fending off like hordes of these lambent enemies. And uh, Dom basically is in the car, gets into a car. Drives down a tunnel, gets to the end of the tunnel, because and basically gives like an all-out tears down his fucking eyes, 
speech to his dead wife about how he's coming home to her and then fucking commits suicide, taking out everyone around the petrol station as Delta Squad jump off the top and leaves Marcus, his best friend, who's been with him since he was a boy and helped him out when his wife went missing, looked for him and all that, in tears, screaming that he's going to get him out while his um, girlfriend later on in the, the thing, Anya, um, is literally trying to stop him from like basically walking into fire to drag out his dead friend. It's such like an a epic moment. And it's got Mad World in the background as well. Just to make it even more of a kick in the balls. Because you spent yeah. three games with these two guys who are best friends, thick and thin. They have the bromance. And then he just fucking dies. And it's, it's inconsolable. Because everyone's just like, no. No, they didn't. And even like Marcus can't believe it. It's, it's, it's kind of what they did with um, Soap and Call of Duty, wasn't it? Or was it they killed him off in the third one? Um... No, Soap died in the first one. Did he? Oh, no, no, he died in the third one. No, I'm thinking of uh, Gaz. But yeah, Soap is like the same kind of thing. You, hit, you get a rapport, you get You just him, get... You, you get, build that kind of... You get yeah. that kind of um, attachment to the character. Yeah. And then... And then, bam, done. Like, um... Fuck, what's his name? We spoke about a couple of podcasts about with the dude from um, Destiny. Oh, uh, Cade. Cade, 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 or Cade, whatever his name. Cade yeah. 6, the only reason why Destiny was any fun. <laughs> but more on that later. Oh, well, yeah, that was... Much, a... late, much, much later. Much, much later on. We're going to finish off the uh, podcast with that one tonight. But finish, yeah. on the high, finish on the high note. So for me, like the whole... Um, Gears, this is a tangent and a fucking half, by the way. <laughs> the, the whole Sorry? Gears of War series for me was really good. Gears of War 4... Yeah, it was okay. It, it kind of... You could tell they ran out of story because 3 wrapped it up so nicely. Mm. But they kind of made it reasonable why this could happen. And then the cast isn't bad. It's just his son, Marcus's son, is a dickhead. An absolute unlovable dickhead. And his best mate, who's like the black guy, the token black guy, I don't remember his fucking name, don't know what he brings to the story, apart from he's the the funny one. And that's it. That's all I can tell you about that guy's character. He's the funny one. He's just, just like the Joker. Yeah. Not the Joker from Batman, just like the, the, the squad Joker. Yeah. Whereas like Kate, the female character, is like full-on fleshed out. She's an outcast, she's uh, got a very, very fucking big backstory that got spoiled in Gears of War 5. So if you watch the trailer for Gears 5, it, it fucking tells you the end of Gears 4. And, um... <laughs> so don't watch Gears 5 until you play Gears 4. Uh, is what I'm saying. But she has, like, a very big arc in the story. Because she's looking for a mum. And she's got, like, the most character. JD is... Oh, I'm trying to be kind of like my dad, but I'm not. And I hate my dad anyway because mum died and then I'm not happy. Mm. And it's just like, for fuck's sake. Rolls eyes heavily. <laughs> and get on with it, you pouty little bitch. So, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of happy that they're, they're moving more towards Kate's story in the next one. Yeah. Uh, and that Marcus is still there as a back character. 
because when they brought him into the game, it freshened it up a bit because seeing old characters that you loved from the earlier games uh, really brought it back, really made it better. Because in the, the prologue for Gears 4, it goes through it, like the history of the Gears. So, like, um, the pre-emergence uh, day fight when it was a civil war, where it had Dom. So you, you got to play as Dom again. Um, you got to play as, I think it was Kim, who was uh, skewered by fucking Ram in the first, uh, first game. Uh, you got to play as him for a little bit, I think, on emergence day itself. And then you got to play as Bernie who was um, Colonel Hoffman, I think his name was. God, it's been a while since I've played the Gears series. I need to go back and play them all again. Uh, but you get to play as like his girlfriend. <coughs> Australian uh, badass with dreadlocks, who's in her 50s, running around wrecking people at Anvil Gate at the end of... Because um, it takes place at that part of the story, of the prologue, at the end of Gears 3. Yeah. So they're having this like epic last stand and then what you do in the main story happens and you see the effects of it happening away from it as hmm. Bernie and the other gears who survive. So it was pretty cool. Um, I can't remember if they've got a car mine in this one. Uh, I can't, unfortunately. I, I can barely remember. Gears of War 2, I'm being honest. But Gears of War 3, they had a campaign for it where like uh, you bought two t-shirts. Carmine must die or Carmine lives. And Carmine lived. Although they made it so fucking great. They basically put him in like these life or death situations all the way through the game. And at the end of the game, they crash his helicopter and you never see what happens to him until the end credits when he just walks up, throws his helmet on the floor and just picks up his lancer like a badass and gets on with it. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> but it was one of those things, they never told you the result of the thing. You had to find well, out in the game. Well, like, well, how many of each t shirt was sold, kind yeah, of thing. It was just like a vote with your cash sort of thing. So I think the, the there were like 100 Microsoft points as well, so like 50p or something. And I suppose that's a good um, publicity, I suppose. Yeah, because it was like that way. I mean, for 50p, that's not bad, just yeah. to choose, you know. So you get to directly affect the, the game. They probably also had two different versions of the game ready to go. One where he died, um, and one where he lives. But the fact that, like, he gets shot with a sniper, right? Like, first thing that happens to him is they wing him in the helmet with a sniper. That's, like, the first near miss he has. They, like, scrape the side of his helmet with a fucking, uh, basically equivalent of a 50 cal sniper in the game. God. And he's like, hey, friendly fire, what? And he's just, like, he's kicking off at him. <laughs> so it was, like, it was really funny. And then he has, like, a couple of, like, real close shaves. I think he gets swallowed by something. Or is that Gears 2? I think that was Gears 2. But there's, like, something that happens where he, you think he's dead. And it never confirms that he's dead or alive. And then he just walks up the beach at the end, throws his helmet off, picks up his lancer, and walks up like a fucking mentalist badass that he is. Because as well, out of all the car mines, he is built like a brick shit house. He never takes his helmet off. He doesn't have arm plates or anything like that. Because all the other gears look 
uh, that were carmines all looked like generic gears and he didn't because he just was this big buff motherfucker with like Chris Redfield arms from Resident Evil 5 tattooed to fuck and on his like armor chest plate yeah like grub killer written on it so he was like the biggest baddest motherfucker in the whole game and it's just like but he was also like the dumbest as well so it's just like all these things happened and he still acted like the original Carmines because he was a triplet that was the joke as well he was a triplet Yeah. so they were all brothers and they were all triplets which is why they all sounded the same and all had the same body type apart from him because he just after his first two brothers died he just hedged up to fucking show that he wasn't going down that easy but it was, it was fucking good and by the way if you thought this podcast was going to be a, a short podcast I got the ramble in <laughs> just remind me at the end to slip in the um, Gears of War reminisce on it <laughs> well yeah <laughs> so that's that, that just dead, because like I said that the original women's version of Ghostbusters would have done better if they had an ensemble cast of the older characters taking active yeah. roles as which, themselves. Which make which make a very good link into the Gears of War, so I'll make sure I add that. Yeah. Just a little Gears of War flashback. Yeah. <laughs> so and then um Right, we're on to the Spider Man one. So the new trailer for the new Spider Man films come out, considering that uh Avengers in uh, Endgame hasn't released yet, they've only had a teaser trailer. And Captain Marvel, which is the next canon film takes place but that's set in like the early 90s but spider-man far from home uh the trailer spoils the end of infinity war uh well end game because one spider-man's back two there are characters from the series you know are already dusted they're back three he's back on fucking earth and four it's just it's just like everything that happened didn't happen. No one is mentioning anything about Endgame or what happened in the Avengers films, unless it's been cut round. But the fact that they're back on Earth, he's fighting um, a well-known enemy, Mysterio's in it and seems to be a good guy. Uh, and that's Jake Gyllenhaal that's playing Mysterio. But like the whole thing is that I kind of got annoyed about was that it kind of just sweeps aside the fact that we just had last year a massive cliffhanger where half the Marvel Universe died, including Spider-Man. And rather than like continue with that premise so we don't know that everyone's going to be alright and then have the Spider-Man film come later on, because it's a spoiler in itself, the Spider-Man film, because they confirmed it takes place after Endgame. Whereas they've just said, oh, there's another Spider-Man film. We're not going to tell you where it is in the timeline. It could be set before, it could be set after. That would have been a better thing to do. Mm. But because they've said, no, it takes place straight after Endgame, and like there are characters that are back that are confirmed dusted and saw to be dusted in the... Um, Infinity Ward clickening. Um, it's just such a... It's just such a, like, a fuck-up, I think, on their part. Because I think it's going to make it so that when you get to Avengers Endgame, people aren't going to be that invested in it because it's like, oh, Spider-Man's coming back. This guy's coming back. This guy's back. I'm not bothered. 
I'll just watch the Spider-Man film because I want to watch Spider-Man more and stuff like that. And it's just like, I just really think they should have just had the Spider-Man logo far from home and just had that. And then after the film comes out for Endgame, then release the one that has all this spoilery stuff in it. Because that way, the spoilery stuff comes out after the film's released, everyone has a fair chance of seeing it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that whoever did the marketing for that is getting a slap. Just because it, that's, that's a, a bit of a fuck up. It sounds more like they were planning it to be a pre sequel than a sequel. Think about it. You know, send it after it went in dusted rather than put it before everyone was dusted. Hmm. But the thing is that they knew, they knew and they confirmed it was set after the dusting. So Spider Man is returning. He's getting undusted. Um. I, I could I could spoil the characters that are coming back, but the the trailer does that for you. I'm not even going to tell you who else comes back, but there are lots of characters that you know are dead that are just coming back. Because it's another thing was they confirmed. That, well, they didn't confirm, but they didn't say that everyone would return from the dusting. That maybe some characters wouldn't return for reasons like Loki might be really dead. Because he got killed before the dusting. Yeah. Gamora might be really dead because her soul was put in the soul stone and her body was killed before the dusting. Um, there's like a lot of things that have happened where these people might not return just because of these little things unless they do some kind of time travel shit. But even then, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they work this one out. I, I'm intrigued to see Endgame because I really want to know how it ends. But now I know Spider-Man's definitely back and they've shown you him back in action doing shit on Earth. And it's just like, this is set straight after. So you confirmed everyone's getting back okay. Time travelers in what Superman did and the one of the old Superman basically uh, rotated the Earth back the way around to reverse time. <laughs> you know what they actually said about that? What? If you were to suddenly stop the Earth like you did, everyone would literally, the lack of gravity, <laughs> would ping would everyone 100,000 miles an hour yeah. forward and you would evaporate into a dust cloud of blood. Because the sudden deceleration would fling you forward fling you at forward. such a speed, yeah. it would be terminal. Yep. Yeah, so... Yeah, don't, don't fly around the world backwards if you're a, a badass. Because that's physics, bitches. Yeah, physics. There's a reason why we spin uh, like a hundred thousand miles an hour around on this static Earth. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that's another thing that's tilted me. There are some tilting things going on in my life at the moment, and all right, you may think it's trivial and mundane, but fuck, like, like I said with this one, the marketing I think was released too soon. Yeah, they should have no, had a, agree. a teaser saying this is happening. But not be specific. But because they already confirmed it, one, it was set after uh, Endgame, and two, they've shown characters. It's it's no, I I, I think they fucked up on that one. <sighs> so they could have done something very similar to um. Oh God, what was it? Um, it might want to get a game got uh, showed recently. Just this showed. 
very small clips of it, and at the end, they just faded the black and just just had the title of it. They could have just done that with the new Spider-Man without revealing too much. It's like coming soon. Well, they could have just had just just being very very vague about it. They could have just had his suit, like a three D model of his suit, zoom round it, showing you off the suit because it's a slight variant of the Homecoming one, I think. Yeah. And then just have the, um, Spider-Man Far suit. From Home coming, blah 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 blah. Reveal after. And then have it as a day after Endgame. So you don't get anything spoiled. Yeah, that kind of thing. But now, you know, you sometimes... There's a problem with trailers these days. They spoil a lot. So I don't watch them, to be honest. It's like the Emoji movie, wasn't it? It's like the, the, the 30 second, 45 second um, trailer. We basically told you the whole entire film. Yeah, and it was probably the, the only parts that were funny in the entire film. A bit like Angry Birds as well. I never watched Angry Birds the movie. Uh, I watched. I watched. Um, I watched a guy on YouTube who does Cinema Sins. <laughs> Cinema Sins is fucking great. He's awesome. Yeah, he's he's done that. I watched that and it's like oh, okay. So basically, he explains the whole entire film out of fourteen minutes. Yeah, you're not missing much. Yeah. Well, all right. So um, as well. I think this one, next one, yours, isn't it? It is. But I, before we get onto that, are you excited for the Tetris movie, the Tetris trilogy that's coming out next year? Starting to come out next year. Would you be shocked to realise that I actually didn't know there was a Tetris movie? Oh yeah, Tetris movie based on the video games. Uh, yeah. I'm a bit bemused, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. There's someone who's gone out of their way to get inanimate fucking shaped blocks. Everyone who's played Tetris, everyone should have played Tetris at one point or another in some guise or another at this point. Knows. If you haven't, go do it. Go get a Game Boy go. or go get an emulator. Play yeah, Tetris. go play Tetris. You can get it on your phone. You can get it on. Yeah, you can get it on your phone. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on like tablet. You can play it on online. You can play it everywhere. But Tetris, man, they're making a live action Tetris trilogy. <laughs> That's I don't the best know how they. I, I don't know how they do that. Exactly. It's just so. It's such a like how. How is this a thing? <laughs> Unless it's based it's, on like a guy playing Tetris or something, but even then, what, it doesn't trying make to nail sense. The high, trying to nail the high score. It's going to take three films, and he'll get there eventually, or will he? <laughs> it's just, Does that mean we're going to have the annoying Tetris film film for the whole entire film? Probably. Or the uh, the B track, which is dun 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 dun. Yeah, the alternative. I I rather listen to that one than the original one, to be honest. Anyway, the woman, the kid, and a tablet. I'm walking back from walking the kid out. Well, walking the kid to school. I'm coming back down towards my house, and this is woman walking up. And like 30 seconds behind her, coming round the corner, is this little kid on like a Samsung tablet. No. And I'm like, that's not her kid, is it? Are you fucking kidding me? And she turns round and goes, hurry up! And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? I walk past the kid. It's still playing on the tablet, walking up the road. And I'm just like, if that was me, that tablet would have been at home... Or I'd have had it in my fucking hand and I would have made that kid walk at the same speed as me. But she, she was that far behind. There was literally a good 20 to 30 metres between the kid and the parent. And this kid was like five at the most. 
It's like anything could have happened to that kid. You're not paying attention to this kid. You were fucked if one was to snatch her. It's like the kid didn't walk into the road with a tablet, to be fair. That too. It's like there's I mean, a there was, whole there list. Was, of... There was there was a story about quite a few years back when you know when Pokemon Go was actually released globally. Oh yeah, that's yeah, why it says be aware of your surroundings when you press. Yeah, because apparently um there's there's a few kids over in America who are um, walking into into main rows the phone faded glued to the screen trying to catch yeah I don't know Butterfree or something and then we're getting again twatted by cars. It, it's such a, it, honestly though that that as a parent I'm just like are you fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me? See, I'm all for having, letting kids play tablets at home in moderation, just not using it as a babysitting tool, because that's just, they don't learn anything that way. No. So. And this is why I said, and I've said it for the past two podcasts, in 30 years' time, no children are going to know how to read a fucking book. Because mm. it's going to be YouTube, or it's going to be on tablet. They're not going to know how a book operates. They're going to be just picking like up poke a book. It, like poking the book, saying... Why aren't you opening? Why yeah. aren't you opening? Just poking the book. Or they'll be like, book open. Why is the book not opening? It... Okay, Google, open book. Yeah, it reminds me of... Sorry to anyone who's listening to this on speakers, by the way. <laughs> Alexa, turn off the lights. Sorry. Or the other one. Hey, what's his face on iPhone? Oh, hey. I'm not saying that one. Hey, you're Siri. Probably... <laughs> yeah, no, ah, it, it, it heard me. <laughs> Mine's Australian, by the way. I only got my one to work when I got my um, phone charger in. So. <laughs> okay, so it picked up my words and went, when is Australian Mother's Day? <laughs> and so Mother's Day is on Sunday the 31st of March. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. <laughs> you didn't even say that, though. That's the thing. No, I didn't even say that. that was, that's <laughs> how good the technology is. Yeah, the voice recognition. It's like there was a kid who got a Game Boy Color, like a four-year-old, and I, I saw the video again recently. And the kid's tapping the fucking screen. There's the D-pad and the buttons below. She's just pressing the screen. It's like, I'm lost. There's, there's the amount of, just what the fuck. It, it's so bad. So bad. It's like, I remember, I'm quite much another video I've seen as well. Um, these parents are teaching their kid to count from 1 to 10. Then from 11 to 20. To get, they, get, they show the card with 11 on it, and she goes, oh, it's a pause button. <laughs> and the other dad's like, no, it's 11. She's like, no, it's a pause. Two ones, it's 11. Yeah, no, pause. Oh, for fuck's sake. If I can find that video later, I'll put it in the chat. Right, the next topic is also me, by the way. You're on a roll here, aren't you? I know. I don't, I don't know, was the one after you, mine is, yours or not? Uh, the No, that was um, Lala's, I believe. Fuck. So, yeah, I've got the next... One, two, three, and then it's you. Well, I can, I can, I can join in on the one after this because okay. I know a bit about it as well. So we can. Oh, so I, I saw this brilliant job. thing that I sent to Lala. Now this is why I wish she was here for this. I don't know what to. Ta- I'm, I'm going to table that one. I'm going to table that one. So table that one, and the one below yeah. it. Yeah, I'll um. I'll put a tag on it so we know where to keep it for next time. Right. So uh, we're. Gonna... Because I want to talk about that, and I know that Lala found it funny. So her talking about it as well would be brilliant. So we're gonna we're gonna table that topic for the next one, and um, we can get her back on. <laughs> so that'll be like rope yeah. runners, except for Lala like this. <laughs> um, so I saw a video about Soldier Boy. He's selling fucking game consoles again. 
Uh, not only is he selling another bootleg console with games on it, that he says now are licensed, but I'm pretty sure Nintendo will probably tell him otherwise. Do you smell that? Oh, I smell that bullshit. Then the, the best one is his next console that's coming out will play Fortnite. And uh, Epic Games no, have, have said, <laughs> unless it's a supported console that we know of, anything with cracked or jailbroken firmware will be reported as a uh, as unofficial and will be banned from the service. So it's like, yes, it could probably run Fortnite, but the second you load it up, it will ban itself. But it's, I don't, I don't get what he's on with. I watched like three videos of people watching all of this go off with like all these different things. Um, and just like, how? How does he think this is a good idea? It, he's meant to be quite the entrepreneur, but in this case, he's no. just, he's just looking like a fucking idiot. The fact that he's also selling the same console you can get on Amazon now for forty quid cheaper. And he's selling it for like 40 to 50 pounds more than what you can buy it now on Amazon for. Just because it's got his name on it. Is is ridiculous. And the guy did like a comprehensive thing where he went through all the models that he had. And they're like, some of them are just shit. Absolute shit. There's like, the controller's a, a wank. Uh, one of them, it turned out, it said it had like 999,000 in one on this cartridge. And the cartridge is just a key to unlock certain games on this list of about 50. And if you t- if you just like turn the console on without the cartridge in, it unlocks all of them. God. So it was such a weird thing. And it's like, he's actively selling these things with his name on. And people are buying them. <laughs> It's like, if you're going to do emulation, one, make sure you have the original copies, um, because if you ever get found out by Nintendo or stuff like that, or the affiliate people, if you don't have a physical copy of the game, you will get fucked for it. Um, Also, if you are going to do it, get a Raspberry Pi and RetroPie. Because that thing will run a hell of a lot better and it's about 40 quid to get the motherboard for Raspberry Pi and you basically just download the software which will install onto the uh, motherboard and all that and turn it into an emulator. And it's 40 quid. It's it's like, I don't know why you'd want to pay 80, 90 quid for this knockoff fucking thing that doesn't run right when you can buy a blank slate mini PC for 40 quid and have it run 14 times better. Yep. And then if you want a screen for it and that, it's like an extra 50 quid. But it's like, it's, I don't know, it's such a weird thing. Such a fucking weird thing. You want to weigh in on all this? Uh, I think you've pretty much nailed everything anyway. Just, I do remember seeing a um, little clip on online about you went to a, like a I could I okay. into a radio studio and just yeah, like spoke to the radio, de- radio DJ and in the DJ say you got license for this like, oh yeah man you need license for this I tell you my stuff's legit yeah. you know like all these games I know you know Mario Mario old Mario Kart you know 
Zelda and all that. It started laying a load of popular games off on it. So I've got all the answers to this. I'm like, really? You've, you've, has... got, you've got like $400 billion, have you? I don't think you have. No, considering that they're actively being used on like Nintendo's own emulator for the Switch. Um, and Virtual Console on the, on the Wii U, on the 3DS, on the Wii. All these classic games that are on his consoles are already mm. still under Nintendo's own active licensing. So despite when he being 20, 30 years old, yeah, still still on Nintendo despite their age. Exactly, and it's like it's like songs from deceased artists. They're still property of the um the estate of the estate of the person, but you still need permission to use them. Oh yeah, and it's just annoying. It's because it's like he thinks. He's going to get away with it again. And they're going to come down a lot harder on him this time. Because I think they basically just gave him a stern letter and said, look, don't fuck with us or we'll take just, you to court. Just like a little slap, like a little slap on the wrist. Yeah. Whereas, don't, do, like a little, don't do it again. Whereas this time, it's like... They're going to they're oh. gonna just buy his console, find all these games on it and go, yeah, we told you not to do this. You've not listened to us. We have evidence that you've not listened to us. See you in court, Mr. Soldier Boy. You better sell your gold teeth now. Weapon table's cleaning up. Oh! <laughs> um, a study finds, well, not to kind of rub it in here, but sorry, PC players and PS4 players. A study finds that Xbox players are the better gamers. Right, there is a bit of a caveat on this. In right. first person shooter games, the reaction times of an Xbox player is faster than a PC and um, PlayStation, player. PlayStation player by a good couple of percent average. Uh, they also found out that even though they're slower, PC gamers have the best accuracy, which is keyboard and mouse. Obviously, because it's um, point and click, really, isn't it? Yeah, and PlayStation guys just fall in third place. So yeah, it might be one of the best-selling consoles of all time, but it doesn't train you to be good. To be fair, I think it's with, with PlayStation. I think it's because how the the analog sticks are placed. To be fair, yeah, they they place them like too close together. So with, with the Xbox, you've got you just I don't know it's just well, it feels natural. It feels it feels natural. Well, they designed it so when you grab hold of the controller, your thumbs naturally go there anyway. That's why. Like, but with with PlayStation, it's kind of you got to get the base of the control, and your thumb's got to go at an awkward angle. Yeah, you have to like go. You have to like kind of like bear down on it differently, and it's, it's mm. it doesn't work. I don't like I mean, the PlayStation controller. I'd have to get a knockoff like controller, and like run, a Mad Cat, so yeah, one that's more Xbox in shape. Because like I've got the Switch controller that Lala got me for Christmas, a Yoshi one, and it mm -hmm. looks exactly like a 360 controller. In design, and it it feels great because, like, my thumbs go exactly where they should go, one on each thumbstick, and I'm just holding it naturally. So, do you remember how the 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 OG Xbox used to um look like console? Oh, the uh, fucking controller Duke. Even. Yeah, the big um, big brick. Fuck, that was horrible because it was like the controller was um with the black and white buttons in the bottom right. I think it was. Yeah, they became the shoulder buttons. Yeah. If you played any original Xbox games on the 360, your left bump and right bumper would actually be those black and white buttons. Yep. 
But with the new emulation with the Xbox One, with the old Xbox OG games, they've basically changed it a bit and they've actually changed the functions of white and black to left bumper and right bumper. Yeah. It's, it's good that they've done a bit of modification and stuff like that because um, it's nice to one, see the original Xbox title still getting some love in this day and age. And then, yeah. two, the fact that. Um, they recognize the old controller, which, by the way, you can get an Xbox One version of the Duke. They came out with a while back, the original Xbox Three, uh, the original Xbox controller, the big fat fucker, because I had the S. The S was more 360 um, shaped. My old Xbox, the original Xbox I had, I had a little, um, little portable screen to go on it. Oh, you had a Gimes. Yeah. <laughs> and one little, little thingy on the little mini screen. Yeah, well, mine. Need, I ha- need, need, need another power outlet, but it saved you like three cables. Yeah, well, I, I had the Xbox S controller when I first had a, an Xbox because I didn't want the Dukes. Because yeah. playing, I tried playing Halo Combat Evolved on the big Dukes, and they, it, it was ridiculous. Those are the ones with the little, um, little memory card things on the back, wasn't it? Yeah. Whereas the, I think the you, S... You couldn't, you, couldn't really, you couldn't really store much on those, though, could you? Could you? No, the that's, thing is, though, I had an internal hard drive a, anyway. Yeah, that's not like, um... What was it, 250,000 units of space on it? I don't know how they actually I'd classified think, the memory space in there, like, but... It was the, like 8 megs or something like that. Yeah, but the old um, battery packs only had about for like 600 units of space. Which is enough to store safe files of, a, of about one large game. But I, know, which, I never used that. I used just the internal, and I even mm. put like CDs on my Xbox. I think most of my <laughs> hard drive, my old Xbox, was uh, <laughs> with with music. So I think it was like twenty gigs, and the fact that nothing downloaded to the Xbox apart from map packs for Halo Two. Yeah. So. Because I used to play um Ford's and Motorsport quite a lot when I was on OG Xbox, and I used to. You, you could actually put your own um, soundtracks into the game yeah. and listen to your own um, playlist. Uh, Burnout Revenge. I, I'd ripped oh. all my music. Also, that was on backwards compatible, so I've got that. Burnout Revenge? Yeah, the 360 version. Oh, they need to bring back. They need to do Burnout Takedown, seriously. That was the best. See, for me, I didn't play Takedown, I played th- uh, Revenge. Oh, dude, seriously. You should go play Takedown. I, I love Revenge because the Crash Junction, the Takedown races. Everything about that game for me was perfection. Well, Burnout of Takedown, you had the, um, the Crash Junctions as well, but the only difference is you didn't have the verticality as Revenge. Yeah. You had the just, you know, yeah, just more or less just flat kind of thing. But yeah. with Revenge, you know, you had um, high ramps and low ramps, and you can actually literally get takedowns by dropping on people. Yeah. And um, you had Aftertouch as well. Yeah, that, was in the, that was in Takedown as well. But I, I loved... Those games, I thought they were brilliant. And then Paradise came out, and I was like, this is not my burnout. They yeah. removed Crash Touch by EA. Uh, EA's input. I mean, you could you could go into the store and open up every car at the start if you wanted to. Which yeah. kind of basically means you could just do the missions early and you know get the same car you're racing to play. But it was, it was all in all, I like Burnout was a series when it was more linear, mm. and not this non-linear version that it became out as Paradise, which everyone apparently loved. But I got lost so easily on that game. 
See, I didn't mind the open world kind of thing, open map, do what you want kind of thing, because it reminded me a bit of a um, midnight club. Yeah. But it seemed a bit, eh. I, I just didn't like, the, the, just like race from here to here, but there was no definitive route. Yeah, just pick your own route. And I'm just like, I got lost, so I ended up in like last place all the time. It's like, well, you need to be in third to win something. And I'm like, mm. fuck off. <sighs> but it was, um, it, it it kind of, for me, it, it then lost its appeal. And that, that was the last Burnout game as well, because they've not made a Burnout since, apart from Burnout Crash, which was just all the Crash Junctions from a yeah. top-down view. And it was okay, but it still wasn't the Crash Junctions you loved from 3 and no. revered in 4. Because um, yeah, there's, there's nothing like crashing 150 mile an hour on full boost into an oil tanker. <laughs> yeah. Junction. Nothing Kaboom! like that. Boom! And then just watch <laughs> everything fucking explode. Then just wait for that second oil tanker to come and crash and explode again as well. Yeah, and then you got your aftertouch explosion. Mm. Boom again, and just fucking. On the third oil tanker. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just. I, that game was so fucking good. It's also the up-tempo music as well really added to it as well yeah you know just the up-tempo music and you're blistering through bloody car patch streets at 190 oh yeah and you ditch someone into the side of a wall and watch them fucking crumble into it. And or when over. you just knock someone into a pillar yeah <laughs> or, oh. bash into a, or bash someone into a snowplow good days yeah uh, they need to do a backwards compatible or take down seriously I'm eagerly awaiting that they've already got one of my games are back on back compatible now that I really enjoyed. Yeah. That's the original Mercenaries. Yeah, I, I remember playing that. Um, basically, I went to the nightclub in town when we were trying to get a, one of the places turned around, the, the, the bottom of the nightclub, which was like yeah. its own separate entity that was late bar. On days where it, we knew it was dead, we'd try and turn it around and try and get people in. And one of the guys who was on the promo team with me literally had his apartment like two minutes away up in one of the tops of the, above a bar. Mm -hmm. and we used to go back to his, have a cup of tea and play some mercenaries for half an hour. And then it's like, okay, radio, where are you? I'm, I'm wandering around to give you some more flyers. Where are you? And it's like, well, we're walking around. Where are you? We'll come to you. And it's like, oh, I'm over here. And it's like, yeah, all right, we'll be there in two minutes. And like dash out the fucking flat and go back and do stuff. <laughs> But we'd just we'd skive off so much. It was it was brilliant because it's like we knew there was a hard limit, and we could read the people who were going to go and people who weren't. So while we tried to like hardcore sell this place, we knew when it wasn't going to make anything that night. Yeah. So it was just it. It was just so much fun to fuck around and um, play mercenaries and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I hope they're going to bring back some more. Backwards Clap was hotter than the original Xbox because there's some really, there were some really good classics out then. But the, the precedent's there, isn't there? Well, yeah. Same. The Xbox architecture is built around backwards compatibility now. Yeah, well, originally it wasn't. That was the thing as well. It wasn't. It's, 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 it's going to be all about uh, DRM, wasn't it? Just only online. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't do backwards compatibility. We don't know how to work it out. And then someone went, I know how to do it. And it's like, hired, come and show us. <laughs> And then the rest is history. Yep. I think that was the thing. They had a slow start, but Xbox is a solid brand still and a solid games console. <clears throat> like I said, my my Xbox One now is a bit fucked, but that's just because it's old. It's old tech at this point. I need to upgrade to an S. 
and that's like 170 quid, I think it is, for just the S on its own. If I can get the X, I will, but I may go S then. That's what I'm thinking but... of doing, just go to S, because I don't have uh, a 4K tally, so there's no point getting an X. Mm. And it's like, it doesn't do anything now. Until you get a 4K TV. Yeah, all, all it does is like, oh, it just improves the frame rate a bit. And it's like, well, that's, that's yeah. all well and good, but... And about 12% load times or something. Yeah, whereas the S gives you like a 5 or 6% boost on its own. Because the architecture is... in that's better. Yes, it has, um, it has more teraflops than the standard Xbox does. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, you might as well upgrade to that one. Run, the, run that one for a couple of years. And then when the next iteration comes out or the X gets cheaper... Then go to the mm. X. Because at the moment, yeah. £400 for the fucking X is a bit of a rip-off. bit steep. It's one of those things where if you have the money and you have the 4K telly and you can do it, do it. Yeah, fine. You'll see the benefit. But with me, I've got like a 1080 telly and a no HDR. So even buying the S-branded Xbox, the only reason I'm buying it is because it's a st- more stable, faster model that won't mm. run like shit. I had to reset my console earlier just so I could install Elite again. Because I tried to install the patch for today, and the patch broke trying to up- update because it just was that slow. My computer, my Xbox, it was taking forever to respond to it. Wait, there's a patch for Elite Dangerous today? Yeah, there was. It was. I don't know how big it was, but it was like 300 megabytes on PC. I didn't see that. And um, it apparently broke some of the discovery stuff, as it does. Uh, considering I handed in zero credits. Uh, worth of, bount- uh, of car graphical data and it hasn't disappeared from my fucking car graphical data thing. Well, since the last patch I went out exploring, I'm still waiting for all my systems I went out exploring about a month ago to display my name, but they still haven't done that yet. Just comes up with asterisks. Uh, so. Maybe your name isn't uh, allowed. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's. Yeah. Okay, I'll catch you. Update actually is there. I'm not going to start it yet because I'm doing this. But yeah, it took me so long to get that fucker to download, and it didn't download. And then when it did download, it was because I reinstalled the entire fucking game because I accidentally uninstalled it instead oh, of cancelling. Oh, God. The update. So, to be fair though, I downloaded it really fucking quick. 19 gigabytes was less than an hour for me. That'll take about three hours for me. Three or four hours because my internet sucks. Uh, I did like a 10 gig update for Life is Strange 2 today as well. That 10 gig took me 20 minutes. Or was it? No, it took 70. I can actually look that up because I've got it in my download queue. It'll tell me how many minutes it took to download. Uh, time completed. Oh, no, time completed. 1729. Uh, okay, so I thought that was only how long it took to download. It was 17 minutes and 29 seconds, but it wasn't. But it took less than an hour to get 10 gigs down, which wasn't bad at all. Mm. And then before we did um, the podcast and that, I was fucking around with Star Citizen, trying to see if I can get that to run any better. Spoiler alert, it still kind of runs like ass. But a couple of frames less like ass. It's a lot smoother. It's probably pushing now towards 30 frames on lowest it's, settings. Still getting uh, screen tearing or that? Like? No, it's just, it just feels slow. Everything feels slow about it. And the fact that your default walking animation is like when you stealth walk yeah, in games. And then it's either that or you hold down shift and fucking dead sprint. Which then introduces <laughs> the, the frame rate issue of the fact that 
my mid-tier tower, gaming tower, apparently isn't strong enough to run it, so it just gets menty. Yeah. So. <sighs> right, so the next one. PewDiePie versus T-Series on YouTube. Yeah, this basically popped up my recommended about three, four weeks. Like, I have no idea why. I'm not subscribed to any of these people. But, but there's um basically there's these two YouTube channels are basically battling out for the number one spot of most subscribers. Most pointless dick well, contest ever. Well, when I found out about this, the sub gap was about a million between them. This was just after Christmas. Yeah, I checked um just out of curiosity uh, last week, and the sub gap was about ninety eight thousand. Oh, they're around ninety eight hundred ten thousand. Yeah, and I, ch- I checked before the sub uh, podcast today, and the sub count is now up to three hundred twenty thousand difference. But yeah, like I said, this is the most pointless dick swinging contest in fucking history. Well, I've got bigger numbers than you. Yeah, but if the you, as I say YouTube do the um, milestone things, when you get this milestone, you get this kind of play button. You do get to this milestone, you get this kind of play button. Well, as far as so that, next, you, you hit ten next, million, and that's it. Yeah, the next milestone is going to be 100 million, apparently, but from then what? You've got 100 million subscribers. Wow. So I mean, how many when, people when, actually watch him, though? That's the thing. Well, when, when PewDiePie reached, I think it was 50 million subscribers, he got his own custom YouTube button and his um, logo. Yeah. Then shortly after, T-Series got the same thing. Uh, a rather less than glamorous one, should I say. Isn't T-Series as well like an Asian... Network. Uh, it's not just one guy. It's like no, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a group. It's a con- contingent of people. Yeah. So where Pewds, where Pewds is just a you know so one who person. Who gives a fuck if T Series beats him to like a hundred million because PewDiePie is making bank just on his own because his money that he gets, apart from paying for editors and that, will be infinitely bigger take than these seven or eight people. Because they are so specific, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for supporting, um, you know, individual uh, creators, definitely. It's just, I just think this is like a lot of handbagging, and like, look at, look at this non-event mm. that's going on. Like, it's like, okay, pushing around the play, pushing around the playground kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want to support this big asshole or this people I've never heard of who do stuff in a language that I'm not going to understand. Because it's mainly all Asia, I think it is, that subscribe. And yeah. because of the, the population of Asia is about 500 million or something daft like that, they're going to get a lot of subscribers naturally just because. Now, and, the weird, and the weird thing is, just going to interject here, uh, with, if this Article 13 that's going to be happening soon um, goes the wrong way, that means a lot of people are not going to be able to watch overseas subscribers. Yeah. Which means a lot of uh, American-based or even some European-based channels are going to lose a good chunk of their audience because of the of the um, Article Thirteen. Oh, don't you love when YouTube gets fucked in the ass? Whereas, like live streaming and stuff, I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can Article Thirteen us. No, because heavily... the because we've um, live streaming the. I think the person responsible the one who actually did live streaming because it's not actually a platform. Yeah, because we are. Uh, yeah, but with um, live streaming, is if you're doing anything illegal, then the 
platform you're using on will have to take action mm. rather than holding the entity responsible, which is how YouTube is now. They go, you know, yeah, you've got copyright strike, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Basically, if they if you do anything illegal on YouTube, they'll just go, right, I'm taking this down, no no question. Yeah, whereas, I mean, with, with Twitch, it's like, you can get suspended, you can get banned and stuff, but it's usually justified. It's usually a thing that you've done that you've not followed the terms and conditions of their thing, like nudity, uh, playing games that aren't allowed on Twitch. Or breaking NDAs of... Um... <laughs> yeah, breaking <laughs> NDAs. Oh, you can tell EA's corner's coming. Mm. But, um, yeah, fucking... Some of these things are stupid. And it, this this is the thing, it's like... If it all goes to shit, um, then a lot of... Not much we can, not much, not much we can do, really. No, if it, if it happens, it happens. I've, I've pretty much checked out of YouTube at this point. I've, I posted a video the other day... And before that, I posted the first episode of Life is Strange 2, episode 1. Um, mm. So, that's been it. That's my activity since they demonetized me for being a small channel. So, I was just like, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm pretty much done with that channel and stuff. It's definitely going to affect people. People are going to be annoyed about it. But... From what I understand, though, it's more of a copyright thing than it yeah. is uh, your area. So, yeah, it's just protect, it's just protect um, people who create content to stop it being um, plagiarized by other people. So basically, if I do a Let's Play and add it on YouTube, they would stop it being done in every country apart from mine. Apart because, from anything else in Europe, yeah. yeah because, of the, uh, because of this Article 13... Thing that's how it stands at the moment because the people that are making this article have no fucking idea how the internet works. They're uh, they're running on what they think the internet runs like and what their friends have been telling them that the internet runs like. I'm not cutting out when I'm talking that way. Just to no, you're not. No, because I keep cutting. <laughs> you keep cutting out my end. I have no idea what. I don't know. I'm like I'm picking up on the on the mic audio fine. It's just I don't know if the your O thing on the Discord has been a twat. Maybe saying so every now and then you just kind of go. And like that. Uh, but if I'm coming through fine, then it should be stable. But you break now and then, that's all. I've got it on automatic sensitivity, but what I'll do mm. is I'll knock the thing back so every time I talk. There we go. How about now? That should be like all the time. You should hear me. Uh, I'll let you know as you talk. Yeah, it's so, an um, I've, I've basically just changed it around so the sensitivity is like really low. Right. So it should pick it up all the time now. On, uh, oh, so it's like a um, if it's too loud, it pops kind of thing. If it's yeah, if it hits like above the little thing I say it to, it'll just instantly kick me in, which is why I'm talking quiet now. Okay, right. Um, but what was I saying anyway? Uh, the article thirteen. Yeah, so I mean, it'll make it a lot harder for YouTubers who rely on that kind of thing. It's mm. made by people who don't know what they're really doing with the internet, and uh, if it affects Twitch then it's going to really affect Twitch because them as a platform are all about video games pretty so much. is Mixer isn't it really as well yeah. Mixer so those are going to be they're going to be hurt hard but there's probably a lot of fair use and stuff we can claim against that and be fine but how would that work against um, YouTube live stream then because you can live stream on YouTube as well I don't know you can 
you can basically stream your gameplay to YouTube with, with your PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know. Which is something I could, wish we could do on Xbox because yeah. Well, you do it on Twitch app, don't you? Yeah, but I mean, you can actually stream. You can actually stream straight through to YouTube from your from your console on PS4. I don't know. It's probably one of those exclusivity deals. Maybe. Uh. So um. Okay, getting on to the um. Fuck Bethesda. Yeah, not so. Not actually so much this week, actually. Bethesda is a joke. Okay, but Bethesda are under ridicule as players have found access to the secret dev room on an on online Fallout 76. So this seems to be a trend in all Bethesda games because they're still using the same engine from Oblivion. That there is a entity room that they call them, where if you get into that room, it has chests and um, items for Another every item in item. the game. So every uh, piece of armor. Every potion, every food source, every uh, type every, of every, arrow, every, every weapon, every ammo, weapon, yeah, pretty uh, much everything that's in the game you can find. Yeah, it's all in that one room, and it's it's, it's not you don't access access it through like a console command or anything. You've got to do a specific sequence of events so or actions to get into. It's yeah, it's glitching basically. You got to do a certain sequence of glitching, and it'll just basically teleport you into the room. Uh, it, basically, I know what that is. It's basically convincing the game that you're not in the right coordinates and it teleports you into the room thinking it's the right coordinates. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, it's like, it's like how um, old Elder Scrolls games would be. You'd, be, you'd do, type in COC, then you type in the player's name kind of thing, but you can't type in commands kind of thing. Yeah. Or if, same with Skyrim, you just type the city name and it'll plump you over there as long as you know the coordinates. But yeah, but what I can understand it has to be there, the, the dev room, to so that the items are working. Well, it's basically to spawn them in on the world. Is yeah. You have that room there because that's its default holder, is that do you know area. The, um, do you know what the, bigger kick, the biggest kicker is? Um, Fallout 76 has no NPCs in the game, right? Yeah. Well, guess, what the, guess, what, guess what they have in the dev room? Oh, all the NPCs, the human NPCs. They have, have an NPC, which they're probably using to test the items and guns on. They have an NPC in the dev room. <laughs> now, I, something else I, I remember <laughs> as well is Skyrim. There was uh, a place you could go to a merchant, and behind the merchant in a bush was his chest, and that chest had every item in the game. Yeah, so, um, what's it got? It's a, yeah, it's a merchant chest. Yeah. There's actually quite a few you can get to, actually. And um, there's, yeah, there's, there's there's one in Dawnstar. There's one outside um, Falkreath, and I think there's there's the one under um, the the big forge in um, Whiterun, which you had to glitch out the walls to get to it, and then glitch underneath the. Well, like one of them was literally just it's a chest in a bush. There was no way. Of, there's mm. no glitching or getting to it. Uh, it's not behind an invisible wall or behind geometry. You can't get to it. It's literally just sat in a bush. And it had everything in the game for that merchant, and you could like just take it all out, sell it to him, go back to that chest, pick it all out, sell it to him, and it was legit, and you could earn like max gold doing that. Yeah. Because uh, the game just it just I don't know it did they just didn't think that people would do this. They didn't pe- think people would find it and exploit it. And it's like, what were they drinking that day when they decided to do that? People, if people are determined enough, they'll find a way around 
barriers. They always do. No, but that wasn't even a barrier, though. That one chest. It was just like, it's in a bush. Like 10 feet away I mean, from the I mean, merchant. I mean, generally, if you want to get in somewhere, they'll find a way. Well, I remember listening then you got to these, Halo like, 3 and stuff. These people who actually just comb every little area through um, clip, no clip, don't they? They just run for the train see what they can find. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there are people that do it for speedrunning as well. Whatever they can cut through, they will. Yeah. So, like, if they can skip entire areas of game, they will. Port was good for that. Uh, I, I saw someone complete Half-Life the first game in 19 minutes and he did it by literally I think as soon as he got off the tram he found a way to glitch out that first area and run across like an invisible path that took him halfway across the game he never went to Zen uh, and I think he got to the final boss in like five minutes, and like the longest amount of time was him having to bounce around and watch the cutscene yeah. and uh, opening cutscene and close cutscene. It's it's bloody ridiculous how some people can find these um, pathways that aren't meant to be there but are there and do it. So, um, <laughs> the dev room for Fallout seventy six. Mm-hmm. Why they can glitch into that online, I don't know. Do you remember a game called um, got a bit of a tangent, Do you remember a game called Outlast? It's um, kind of a survival yes. horror kind of thing. Yes, the game I never play. <laughs> there was a what was it? There was a um, I think there was a a guy managed to basically speed run the whole entire game in about thirty minutes, and he cut out like literally two thirds of the game, and even the bit where you had your um, spoiler alert, where you had your fingers cut off by um, one guy. <laughs> Wow. Yep. But that's some How I managed to do it though is um quite interesting. Speedruns and stuff like that, they they they're really good at finding stuff like that. But the original Mario sixty four, um, you could backwards jump up the infinite stairs and beat the infinite stairs and get to the last boss room. <laughs> so you could technically take on the last Bowser boss in five minutes. Because all you had to do was literally walk into that room, go to those stairs, and then just like, I think it was just like a backwards jump. And you just kept repeating that, and then you got on the stairs, and the game would be like, oh no, you're meant to be coming down these stairs, you're not meant to be going up them. Because <laughs> they're meant to be like infinite. And you're just jumping backwards all the time, so you're like, hop, 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 and then it's like, bump, top of the stairs. And it's like, it like game triggers... Just, just, game doesn't know what to do. Yeah, it doesn't know what oh, to yeah, do, so it just triggers the, like, yo, you've got 100 stars trigger. And just kicks you to the top of the stairs. <laughs> they patched it in all the other versions, but like the original 64 version, that was still there. So um, that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah the, the, they should have locked that in the dev room like tight as nuts. Because as soon as everyone figures out how to do it, unless um, some in- ingenious Bethesda guy patches a way around it to stop that from happening, everyone online is going to be in that room fighting each other for the loot and the game yeah, is going to die even worse than it already is basically they've, they've, they've made a statement saying that if anyone who's got large amounts of junk or weapons at, at levels they shouldn't have then they're going to have their they're going to probably get their account banned or they're going to just take their items off yeah but because if you're getting um, gear that you're not meant to be getting to like level 30, level 40, like level 2, yeah, it's going to be um, suspicious. 
The thing is, though, they're going to be banning a lot of people because as soon as the uh, thing comes out and how to do it, yeah. everyone's going they've, to do they've, it. They've, they've even said they're watching, they're watching the servers to see who's jumping into the room because it, it pings up on the servers if they make that in, into that room or not. So, yeah, you imagine like every server's got like 20 people fucking jumping into that room every five minutes. Well, <laughs> they're not going to be able to ban enough people because they're going to kill their game. The fact that probably there's only like 30 people playing it these days. Yeah. And... 30 people are jumping into the thing. It's like, do we ban these or do we let them play? They've got like a big, huge what the fuck do we do problem. Mm. So, it'd be interesting to see how they handle this. And I don't think they're going to handle it well. Um, the next story is yeah, also, also Bethesda Race. Um, modders on the Nexus so website have made mods to include the Nuka Dark Rum glass bottles and the canvas duffel bags to Fallout 4. <laughs> I like that. I think I can't think which one it was. Which one it was? Um, I think some guy put the gut who put the canvas duffel bag. Basically, they made a little, little little poke, saying, "Do you want the duffel bag? Well, here it is. That's five hundred atoms, please." In the description. Mm. <laughs> the other guy who did the um, dark rum glass bottles for the nuke of rum. Um, basically, had it like um, improves charisma by like ninety points for like twenty four hundred seconds and reduces intelligence by sixty. By for the same amount of time. Lol. A Lo- load of um, pros and cons to using it. And they've, to rub it in a little bit deeper, they've priced the bottles at 79 caps. <laughs> because that's what people you paid for it in dollars, $79 for it. It's just to twist the knife in a bit. But that's the problem with Bethesda at the moment, which is why it's a fuck you Bethesda kind of moment, is they are cutting corners and relying on good faith from old games and old engines when they really should be considering either developing a new engine or moving to a different engine and not playing it safe because they're playing it safe, they're cutting corners on money they don't need to if they'd have gone with an ambitious new engine and put the money in on the stuff that they were selling and promising I think it would have been a different story when it got to six. Yeah. But while I remember, this one actually just came to mind, actually. Um, do you remember a mobile game called Westworld? Oh, the Dump, Fallout 76 uh, rip-off. The Fallout, the Fallout Shelter rip-off, yeah. yeah. Apparently, they um, made an announcement on their page two or three days ago that they've um, stopped an in-app purchases for their game and the game will no longer be available or be supported by the end of the month, I think, because I think they won their lawsuit. Well, yeah, because they, they literally... Due, 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 to a, um, due to a bug, actually, in the code. Yeah, basically, because... one of the coders went, this is our game, and they went, well, how do you prove that? And go, that's my bug. That's the bug that I forgot to change. And I've got the notes here proving it. And this is the change log that I didn't do. The, the bug, the bug that was in the Fallout Shelter was pre-release, which they patched out. Yeah, and that's what this... it was. It was, it was a um, some sort of scrolling bug error when something happened on the screen. It would scroll to the right and then recenter. Yeah, whereas... basically the the bug was in the um, first release of um, Westworld, and that's how they noticed it. Yeah, because that's like, hey, um, this is familiar. This looks exactly like the bug in Fallout Shelter. Well, what they did was they ripped the the base engine and palette swapped everything. Yeah. And they've even got the um, animations exactly the same. Yeah, well, that's what they did. They just swapped the the character models. It's kind of like what they did with Diablo Immortal. You know, it's just a JRPG just reskinned. Yeah. But oh, it's it's 
It was such a funny thing just for like the guy who's like, yeah, I fucked up and that's my fuck up there. And then the other guy's like, um, yeah, we can't really say anything about that. <laughs> so the yeah. next story the next one is yours, I think, isn't it? Artifact. Artifact, the game based off of um, Dota 2, the card it's game. Like, yeah, Dota 2, is that the, like the... Um... Kind of like a Diablo S kind of thing, top it's, down. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them. It's a MOBA. Action RPG. Oh, it's a MOBA. Like League of Legends. Oh, right, yeah. It's pretty much League of Legends, but Steam's version called Dawn right. of the Ancients or something like that. Okay. Um, or Dota for short. Mm-hmm. And basically, Artifact is a card game based on that universe. Now, it came out to a. a ro- uh, and it's kind of stayed that way to the point now where its concurrent users is less than 100. Oof. Like, after the first week, it was a couple of thousand. And it, they've tried, like, reshuffling cards and trying to balance it better, but no one's interested, and it's dying. Oh, just... Yeah, this is the one that, like, lost, like, the 90% of his own player base in about a week. Yeah, it, it really? did. It's, it's completely shat on. The only other game to do that bad... Uh, well, games to do that bad uh, is the is the champion shooter that came out last year from Epic. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, mm. But you could fire your gun backwards, and it had like zero G and stuff. And then um, the Borderlands um, spin-off game. Oh, um, fuck. Uh, yeah, Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne. No. Battleborn. Was Bloodborne. Battleborn. Nearly close. Close enough. So those are the two games that have had this kind of thing happen. When Battleborn, it was because it came out around about Overwatch. And yeah. the other game was because Overwatch was still doing really well and just completely shat on it. Because no one was like, I don't want to play this game, I can just play Overwatch. And they didn't get the the mechanics that um, when you're in zero G, if you fire your gun behind you, it increases your momentum forward. So, and there was an that actual button. That makes sense, and it was like a really competent and really thought out shooter, but they don't really tell you how to do the things. Mm. So when like, you're in zero G, they said, oh, the combat's clumsy and clunky and you can't really do much in zero G and it just becomes a clusterfuck. And it's like, uh, I know Total Biscuit, when he, he talked about it, uh, he mentioned how it was literally just like, there's a whole button mechanic that you can fire one of your guns backwards and it will propel you forward because of Newtonian physics and um, yeah. momentum through the zero-G stuff, effectively making it playable and really maneuverable and one of the best controlled games ever. But because no one figured it out and it's not clearly spent mentioned in the tutorials, uh, it's completely... No one knew about it. Yeah, it's completely a, a thing that people don't know. So they shit on it because they think it's bad. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that that was um, kind of funny just to see a game there that was like, oh, it's another card game. But Hearthstone's doing okay these days. But Magic the Gathering's the game that people have to beat. Mm. Both physical and digital. Yeah. So, that's, that's the... Um, that's the thing. It's like this is just another card game, and it's not doing very well. Um, card, card games don't tend to do well, unfortunately, in this day and age. No. 
it's it was a nice fad in the nineties, maybe early two thousands, but it's not really a craze anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think both me and you grew up in the time when when Pokemon cards were the rage. Yeah, you know, people come to school with, "Oh, look at my shiny." Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just saw the um <laughs> the fucking regular chat stuff. <laughs> I'm not actually trying to look at the regular chat yet. <laughs> uh I know it's been pinging since with the um Yeah, I just had a quick look. Well Skit's like got a wallpaper thing and it's just like is here's the thing to get the wallpaper thing, no anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that was yeah. funny. Oh, yeah, I've just, I, it was bugging me because I could still see like the chat was glowing white. I'm like, I need to look at that. Yeah, that's what I just did. So, uh, next thing, something that's going to do well, the Skybound slash Telltale's The Walking Dead, episode three released last week, after not knowing if it was coming out at all, and the fourth and final episode is to be released in March. Oh, that's good. They're not too, not too, not too. Uh, yeah, can't English. Not long to go then. No, they basically they put this all together and they went, "Good, get it done, get it done, get it done." They've got all the team back that they could get. Um, they're honouring all the season passes bought in Telltale's time, um, and they're getting it done. They're getting it out there. They're getting it done. Um, I potentially want to buy, as I haven't done the Frontier one. I think it was like the last Frontier which was the third Walking Dead season, which I haven't done at all. And then I want to do the final season as well, because those are the two seasons I haven't done. Uh, I didn't do Michonne because I'm not bothered about Michonne. It doesn't really fit into the the main um, Clementine storyline. Wow, that rhymed. Clementine uh, story time. Yeah. Yeah, so until it becomes... Uh, a thing where it's like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> Telltale don't get any money anymore. It all goes to Skybound. Uh, I'm re- reluctant to buy Telltale's um, stuff, especially the Walking Dead stuff, just in case. Like, I give it to a, a defunct shit uh, bird of a um, company that decided to spread themselves out too thinly, mm. rather than concentrate on quality and uh, they did quality, well, quantity over quality. Uh, the Batman game, I've played the first two episodes of the first season of that, and I didn't think much to it. I've not even finished it, and I bought the season pass. <laughs> uh, that's how bad it is in my eyes. The second episode had a woman in a video on a TV, and she looked like early 3D polygon graphics without shading. Oh my god. And it was like that made it into the final game and was shipped saying that was fine. So. And it wasn't like it was um, a small TV really far away. The TV was quite prominent and quite detailed. So for this to be like. It's polygons. On that screen was hilariously bad. And as far as I know, they didn't patch it either. <coughs> Jesus. So. It, it was just uh, that's that's why I'd, I'm not really Telltale kind of guy, which is why Don't Nod and Life is Strange is for me the better 
series of like uh, interactive storytelling <clears throat> because they just seem to know what they're doing better. They have more fleshed out characters and art style is better and they're not so heavy on quick time. So I, I kind of like that version better. But uh, all right, should we get onto the get fucked EA section? Yeah, uh, EA have recently announced that they've cancelled another Star Wars game, an actual open world Star Wars. Now, I don't know know why they've done this, but I'm going to try and talk and browse this end. I'm trying to find the story. Well, it was probably a single player open world Star Wars game. Of course, no one plays single player games anymore. Okay. I think it was done by Visceral Games in 2013 and was overhauled well, two was, years ago, I think. That was uh, Star Wars 13. It was uh, Visceral Games' Uncharted-esque mm. Star Wars game. But yeah. That was that was more linear, though, than uh, open world. And then that got shit-canned. Then Visceral Studios got shit-canned. And then everyone cried because there was be yes. no more dead space. The one that's going to be open world, I think, was done by... Uh, Amy Hennig, I think, was the creator director of um, the game, the story-based linear adventure, I think it was. Yeah. Well, we know that the um, EA announced in 2008 was shutting Visceral Games. We have no idea why, but... Uh, EA. They probably just pointed out and went, Dead Space 3! And then Visceral Games just turned around and went, You fucked us over! And it's like, get out! Dead Space was... Three was alright, but it was kind of, it wasn't as good as the first two. No, we, it wasn't, and the fact that there was microtransactions in that game. Mm. Uh, the Just first to, one, oh, you want extra five hundred meta? That's two pound, please. Yeah, so the first game really good. Second game, really really good. Multiplayer, eh? Third game. Wow, uh, what happened? Yeah, well, considering as well the actual canon ending to the story is in DLC. Mm. Because if you don't buy the DLC, you die. You 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 are presumed dead at the end of Dead Space Three. Yeah. And then you play the DLC, and it's like, oh no, you're fine. Now fight four more of these things you fought at the end of Dead Space Three, <laughs> and receive the cannon ending. <coughs> but it it was just such a shitty thing, and. It showed because it was a we we closed this behind a paywall. I'm looking at you, Activision, with Destiny One. Um, the one thing about Dead Space Two that actually stood out with me was that scene where you had to guide the needle in your eye. That was such a fucker. You know, if you play it on the on the like the version where you can't save or you're like no mm. on the on the version where you can only save three times. Potentially, if you fuck that up. You have to go back like three hours in the game and start yep. again. Because fuck that shit. There was even a mode on Dead Space 3 which you get around by USB sticking it and not updating the game. So um, it's kind of like save scumming in a sense. Oh, yeah, it was. in the Because like, you basically saved it to a USB stick. Because uh, when you saved and quit, that count, that was like the one save you could do. Because you weren't allowed to save at any of the save points. You had to do checkpoints. Yeah. But as soon as you died, it deleted your save file. Ah. So, so by holding it to USB, you can just put it back over and carry on. 
Yeah. So you'd basically, you'd save and quit to the USB drive, pull the USB drive out of the, the thing, uh, copy it to your hard drive, and then if you died, before you, you save it, you could yeah. retrieve the, the save file, put it back on the USB drive, and carry on. We upload it to the uh, the Xbox and start again from that point. That's now where they have cloud saves. Yeah, but apparently they patched that out, so you couldn't do it after a while. Because <laughs> I think they caught on. There's a little, little loophole. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, it's people are clamoring for Disney to revoke the. Oh God, yeah, there's, there's Star Wars. Star Wars them, license. It's like, why aren't you taking this off Activision? Have you seen what they're do, doing do you... to it? Do you know how many games EA have released for Star Wars in the last 10 years? Two. Yeah. And how many did LucasArts um, release in the same time zone? About 15. Yeah, loads. There was, uh, and all those 15 that LucasArts released were absolutely fucking brilliant. Jedi Outcast. Uh, Republic Commando. Commando um, Republic. Jedi Academy. Jedi, Jedi Power Battles. Awesome that was kind unleashed, of. Jedi Power Battles was a bit annoying, but. <laughs> I remember on Jedi Power Battles, there's one bug. You was on this floating platform, and if you died, you'd instantly respawn on the edge of the platform, and then you would just die and respawn, then die, then respawn, then die. Oh. You had to, you'd, ha- you'd have to hold forward so you didn't fall off the bloody platform. <laughs> I mean, I must have lost four or five lives on that game, level, level alone. It was infuriating. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where EA are doing the bare minimum to keep hold of the license, and until Disney go fuck you, we're done. Um, it's it's probably going to be that they release the next Battlefront game. It's not going to make as much money as they want to, and then Disney will turn around and go, "You haven't made the money we talked about. You haven't hit, hit the targets we wanted you to make. We're taking the games back," and they can do it from a legal standpoint like that. But I think they're having to let them fuck up. Yeah, but the thing is, though, they signed a 10-year deal. They're probably not going to revoke the license until 2023. Yeah, but... Unless there's a a term or action in the contract that says if you don't make X amount of these games combined, you lose the license, or if you don't... Release so many games. Or if you don't make make X amount of, you know, revenue, then we'll we'll pull pull the plug. They have made a couple of mobile games as well, but I don't know if they are EA. I don't know, I'll have to look on, look on those actually but, um, Speaking of 10 year contracts This Activ- moves on to the next one doesn't yeah, it? Activision and Bungie have parted ways And, and the, best, the best thing is Bungie keep the rights to their Destiny franchise so They said it's going to be signed over to them shortly Activision are going to rem- uh, focus on their core IPA, uh, IPAs <laughs> IPs IPs <laughs> Got to be on the brain aren't you? Yeah um, so it's, 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 kind of, it's kind of a bugger but um, when Bungie split from Microsoft when the Halo franchise was released they lost the rights to Halo that's kind of a bummer but no they didn't I'm, really I'm, I'm, they, they were done with Halo and they wanted they were like we don't want to do anymore and oh, Microsoft right. said can we have the franchise and they went yeah knock yourself out I thought um, they lost their rights to Halo No, I didn't realise they gave them up they, they basically at the end of Halo 3 they said we've got two more games in us but we're, we're done with the trilogy. We're done with uh, with Master Chief and the story for that. All right, and um, the Arbiter. Yeah, and it's just like, Microsoft are like, well, we want to do more with them. Can we have the, the franchise? It's like, so that's when, yeah. so that's when ODST, Reach, and um, Halo Wars came from. Well, Halo Wars wasn't them. Was it not? 
Nope, it was the guys who originally did Age of Empires. Uh, my memory. I can't remember who they are off by heart. Uh, I'll quickly look. But, um, Age of Empires. Something Got Lion Studios? Lionhead Studio? Yeah, I think it was Lionhead. Oh, thank you for letting me know that my Windows Defender was scanned and found no threats, you prick. Bada bung in the middle of the uh, podcast there. Do you apologise? Fuck all I can do about it. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think it was Lionhead Studios that did the original Halo Wars. Age of Empires was um, Ensemble Studios, the original one, oh, the no, first one. Yeah, no, it might be Ensemble then. But it was like one of those guys. Yeah. That did it. And um, I'm having to put a pillar under my ass. Cause... Yeah, Ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, and they shut down after Halo Wars. Um, not because they did a shit job, but just because they didn't have any other things to work on. And Microsoft were like, well, all right, we'll buy you out and keep you in, in yeah. house, sort of thing. So Halo Wars 2 was what's left of them. I think. Mm. Um, but no, Reach was the last Bungie game they made. That was the last uh, Halo Bungie. Okay. That was all they were contracted to do, and then three four three took over Reach and carried on the uh, the development and stuff of like that. This is me being the big Halo nerd, so. Well. <laughs> You know you Halo better than I do, so I'm not going to judge. But yeah, so basically, basically apparently, uh, Bungie were quite happy, even though they're, they're, we are splitting from Activision um, off this 10-year contract that they've only done eight years of. Um, there's obviously something there that Activision's done where they've got to the point where they're like, all right, just, just go. And I think that'll be the same with uh, the Disney stuff. They'll just be like, no, you're breaking our contract. Or it's it's not worth us keeping you. I remember reading a article about the Bungie Activision split, and apparently in the office when the news was um, released, was there was cheer, cheers and champagne. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently Activision as well are getting shat on at the moment in court over loot boxes and stuff. There's there's something going on. There's some court battles going on, and they're not doing very well at the moment. Activision Blizzard. So it's an opportune time for Bungie to be leaving them. Uh, whether Destiny will improve once they've got out, because to be fair, Bungie aren't the good guys in the Destiny story because Destiny 2, some of the things they've done are outright shady as fuck and they either didn't fix them straight away or they fixed them but moved the goalposts, like the XP thing they did a while back. Well, oh, the... um experience nerfing kind yeah. of thing it showed you that you were getting more xp than you actually were and then when they fixed it so you didn't get nerfed they just doubled the xp requirement so they moved the goalpost mm. so the um the whole um activision leaving bungie alone to do their own thing are bungie gonna come back to the straight and narrow or are they gonna carry on being a little shady still well Given they've left um, Activision, Destiny are now the second largest independent um, game developer. Hmm. I can't think of the first one is though. But have to look. apparently they took like a hundred million dollars off some Chinese developers not hmm. too long ago. So 
I don't know. It. The, I have. I story... have. I have good hopes for the Destiny franchise, Destiny Three, because chances are it's not going to be riddled with microtransactions. Well, you don't know. Or if it, if it, or if it is, it's just going to be cosmetic only, I'm, which I'm, will be op- which will be optional. I'm hoping that the Destiny Three, they take the time with it. I do as well. Because they weren't happy with the yearly structure that they were trying to be forced into doing, and the regular release schedule stuff. And it showed because yeah. the game was kind of sucky with um yearly deadlines. Yeah, and considering the first Destiny was missing half the content, and was it Taken King came out, and that put the rest of the first half of the first part of the game, which you should have got for free, mm. as a $40 DLC pack. And it wasn't cheap either. It was like it was like £40, I think it was, or like $60 for the second part of the game. And to be fair, the, the second part of the game was really fucking good, but the first half of the game was still shitty. They're like, oh yeah, we're really good storytellers, but they don't have time to explain why they don't have time to explain. Makes sense. Because that was an actual line in the game. This mysterious woman who gives you a gun at the end of the campaign, but you don't really know what the fuck's going on. The Dark Garden or something in the first game? I can't remember. The Black Sludge thing that you fight at the end? I've actually... Not even played Destiny One for quite a while, unfortunately. You? I've I... got, I've got to. I oh, know the big eyeball boss, and I just can't be asked. The... Oh, the servitor guy. Yeah, that's the the one where you go down where you're in the um, like, like a sewer kind of thing, two platforms either side, and a central part in the middle. That's the first boss. Is it? Yeah, that's the first proper boss in the game. You can fight him at like level ten. I can't remember. It's been a while. But the um, I know I know I've, I know I've gone to Venus. So. Yeah, but for me the like the end boss and all that was just a thing, and like the fact that this mysterious character turns up tells you she doesn't have time to explain why she doesn't have time to explain, doesn't give you any advancement in story plot or anything whatsoever. You have just this vague description that there's this black evil darkness thing that you have to fight, and that's it. That's all the game tells you. And it's such a hard sell to go back to it. Because, yeah, Ting King and probably the House of Wolves or whatever it was called, the one that was after that, was mm. really... was The Ting King was really good. Stuff after it was probably really good too. But if you start from scratch, you have to go through the fucking first year of content, which is just shit. And it... So, I, remember, I remember playing Destiny on, on beta, on the 360, and there was, in the fir- one of the first hours, there was this cave that you could just sit in front and just... Oh, the loot farm. cave. Yeah, the loot cave. You could just sit there and just blast everything and get as much engrams as you want. But they... They nerfed yeah, the they, fuck out of that. Yeah. And they changed the spawn rates of the enemies in the area. Yeah. Because they, they would spawn, what, one every 20 seconds or something like that? Well, I think it was like a group of them came out of that like, every minute or something. So if you sat there for an hour, you had 60 times five enemies and they all dropped something. Like one mm. in five dropped something. So every time you had one, one dropped. And then when you were ready to go collect, you just ran over. Everything and maxed out your inventory. Yeah, you maxed out your inventory and you either went back or you picked up what you could, sat back on the hill, farmed some more. Um... 
That was the problem, though. It just felt like it had all the elements of Reach I didn't like in Destiny. The abilities and stuff like that. And... I don't know. I just... It, I kind of... Kind of got lost by it. And then the second game, I own it on PC. I've got it as part of the Humble Bundle. I paid nothing for it because it was in my monthly Humble Bundle package thing that I pay like £12 a month for. Oh, I did at the time. A bit like Game Pass in a sense. Kind yeah. of thing. So I've got this copy of Destiny 2 and it's like do I l install it and try and play it? Or do I just leave it the fuck alone because I'm not that bothered. I'm really not that bothered about trying to play it. <laughs> but it'd be one thing that the, the Bungie split from Activision will be worth watching going forward. See exactly yeah. see exactly what um is going to happen, but hopefully it'll be positive. Well, it's nice a bit of positivity in the gaming. In well, I mean, Nintendo can't keep carrying it like they are. No. Hopefully, this is a loot box thing gets sorted out as well because it needs to. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be stamped right out. It just needs to be regulated better. It needs to be regulated what? better. Uh, they need to have clearer odds and have warnings saying this is technically a form of gambling if, know, even if they don't say it is and say by it is, moderation yeah it's like technically a form of gambling uh be aware people with addictive personalities might uh should probably avoid this um obviously put a disclaimer to parents saying you know this has gambling this has elements. this this has option this has a cosmetic game that can be bought with real, real money if you have any children who play this keep under supervision yeah because there are like stories of i spent two hundred thousand pounds on farmville and stuff like that on maxed out my mum's credit card blah blah, blah on mm. candy crush or whatever and it's just i don't know it's, it's just those things where it's it's very predatory they have a lot of the aimed at people practices uh for those who don't have time who have the money to skip or stuff like that. And it, I mean, it happens in like PUBG, it happens in Fortnite, it happens in a lot of games these days that are mainstream games. And it shouldn't really. They yeah. should be um, more cautious with stuff like this, especially if the legislation comes in that it's, it, it is indeed gambling, because that will make every game with that in instantly a 15 plus, in fact, an 18 because of gambling. Mm. Regardless. That means um means FIFA on my team will be straight away affected. Yep, FIFA, uh, NBA, NHL, NFL. Pretty much ninety five percent of sports games run by EA will be affected. Yeah, any racing game that has loot box style stuff in it will be affected. Overwatch, uh, Call of Duty. Halo. Overwatch isn't too bad because it's all cosmetic, but it's kind of a thing that you still don't know what you're going to get if you gamble. Exactly, they said that the the gambling. Uh, mechanic on that is there's, it's blind it's fucking blind you have no idea of what you're getting so oh, sorry, sorry. Mm. Um, you're trying to make me your aren't you I can't help it but yeah it's just um, interesting that especially just before Christmas the like, EU was like okay we we don't like the look of this loot box stuff anymore so we're going to step in and have a look see if they want their cut as well 
Well, yeah. But it, it just definitely... Because un- unregulated, unregulated income can lead to, you know, an inflation in other places. Mm. Or a deflation. In... Don't tell you what I look at. Well, they're doing it to supplement season passes and stuff like that. And I think they should just bring back season passes and map packs. But... So, this is a season pass. This is what you're going to get. This is how much it costs. Yeah. It's like you know, you're guaranteed to get you'll op- these. You'll open, up, you'll open up this new area where you have a chance to get this if you try hard enough. Because hmm. the only thing that I do like about no season passes is the fact that it doesn't segregate people who can't afford them. No. Or the map packs themselves. Because that was a thing in the past. It's like, uh, I have Battlefield Hardline on Xbox with all the maps, but no one plays all the, any of the DLC maps. So I've played... Only the free DLC maps and the base game maps, and that's it. Yeah. A bit like the Call of Duty, wasn't it, in a sense? Yeah. So, yeah, the very first Call of Duty's. Like Modern Warfare 2, maps. I didn't have the second map for the longest amount of time. So, I could only play the base game maps and, like, the four or five uh, secondary maps. Mm. But, yeah, so. It's. um. I don't know. It's, it's it's trying to find that balance, and they're gonna have to soon, mm. because they can't keep nickel and diming people. Because like the season pass mechanic, people are just gonna turn around and go, "No, I can't afford that." It's like, yeah, it's only a couple of dollars, but you had fifty dollars off me last month in cosmetic stuff. I'm not doing it anymore. <clears throat> yeah. So, I, I think with that, we we should wrap up. It's yeah. Two hours and we've... ten minutes. Not bad for two of us, is it? <laughs> two hours and ten. Jesus. That's an hour each. <laughs> Yay. Although I, I think it's kind of, I, I think it was kind of an even split between the topics anyway. Well, not a lot of topics this week, but we did ramble. Went on a tangent a little bit as well with um, Gears of War. Yeah. And, and just now. And just now, yeah. Yeah. So, um, right. Hopefully we'll get Lala for next time. Depends on her work gating other... Uh, yep. schedules because we're all busy people in certain ways um, yep. that's why I for us it's like a Wednesday or a Thursday usually when the podcast comes out now because those are the days that I'm definitely free on although if it had been next week I'd have been fucked because I wouldn't be able to do it Thursday because I'm on my staff night out these days aren't tend to be off so so yeah um, so yeah thank you all for coming to listen to us today on this one uh, this has been episode 21 of the Laws and Lollet podcast. If you would like to contact uh, us about questions or topics that you would like to raise for us to talk about in the future, it's at LozG1985 on Twitter or at Lollet90 on Twitter with the hashtag podcast. Or, if you really want to bug Dolph, at Dolphin Rapture on Xbox. If you want to, yeah. Uh, but be polite. Yeah, be polite. Hashtag pod- uh, podcast. And we can put them in the topics when we talk about them. Um, if you send voicemails through the Anchor app, I can then remove them from the app and put them into the uh, Discord for us all to hear. So we can actually all then listen to uh, your questions and stuff. If you want to talk to us uh, one-to-one sort of thing where you leave us a voicemail and we answer it back. Otherwise, if you don't fancy that, you, you've you got the text options on Twitter and Xbox. So, um, yeah, that's... Uh, been it for this week it's been a long one uh i've been lost g985 and uh, as always i've been dolphin rapture or dolph thank you for listening we'll catch you next time bye-bye bye